Hey guys, welcome back to Beer Buddies. Uh, it's good to be back. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, episode that Miles and Chris did, talking about beer and life. Let's hope by this point that I've been able to find the whole thing. <laughs> Apologies. Sorry for yeah, that. Yeah, in any case, uh, I, did enjoy, I did enjoy the first part I got to listen to. Love you, Miles. Um, so Chris, go ahead and... Uh, I got it in early this time, right? Uh, no, nothing about Logan this time, too. No, very, fuck you, Logan. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was say, it's a very pleasant podcast. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, get it, well, I, get, I get both of those. Uh, you know, those are some of my sticks. I get them in. Uh, he's only in town for a short time, folks. we got to cram them all in. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm happy you're here, Jordan, because you're now part of the new improved... I mean, I, I don't know if we call it season two. I call it season two because it's got a new intro. Got a couple episodes of the new rock and we've roll done intro. A couple new, we've already done a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. With the new I, intro. But my, I'm calling it a new season. Even though there's no designation, it's just whatever. Sure. Um, we finally now have good audio. Yeah. Uh, this is something we talked about. Uh, you've probably already heard it, if I can recover the Miles and Chris episode. Though we've had these mics the whole time. <laughs> we've never used Bro, them, I've been but... telling you. I'm not even <laughs> here for this. We finally have good audio. I'm like, well, we ran a cable, and that's no. fine. Miles thought we were using this the whole time, and he's, he couldn't figure out why we couldn't make good sounding podcasts. Like, He's oh, like, no, is... we've been using a small little phone, like, <laughs> like a, piece a of, phone a piece recorder of or yeah. Yeah, a stick of gum, basically, <laughs> to record. Um, um, go ahead and talk about the, uh, the premise of the episode. Yeah, so... <sighs> Try not to get too excited. Um, I want to, you know, let the neighbors know we're having a party or anything, but... Um, Ayo. Yeah, so we're not on the, the beer buddies. Four, four beers, a whole, a whole. We're throwing a rager, right? I know. Four beers. But, you know, we're talking a bit. And we, normally, like, I think the last couple times we've done this on the, the podcast porch outside, but it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of some bad weather tonight. And but you called it the podcast patio. Patio, that's right. The it's not a porch, pat- it's a patio. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm on the podcast. second floor. A porch would be dangerous. <laughs> but <laughs> we're talking about this stuff. Jordan, I have, a, I have in my refrigerator, refrigerator, ugh, um, a drawer full of beers that I collect or that you've collected and we kind of throw in there and I got to thinking like some of those beers are ones like we've kept an eye out for like re-releases seasonals mm-hmm. um, I got some stuff in there that we've we've always liked and we've tried uh, we're just talking about this tonight we tried a lot of beers in the last few years we've really tried a lot of beers a lot of breweries a lot of flights a lot of cans mm-hmm. we've been all over we know you know we have the articles on, on my website for uh, the different adventures we've been on and there still seems to be and I don't know if you're the same way but I feel like you might be <clears throat> when I go to a store and I see a beer that I've had on the shelf I'm looking for new beer but there are some beers where I just okay this one was really good I need to get another can of this like oh this is out already this year oh I thought it was seasonal cool I'm gonna grab this one yeah Right? Like beers you didn't know were yeah were out again in the sense that um, or beers that when they come out once a year or you know they come oh, yeah, out there. four four years later mm-hmm. and you're like oh we are we are mm-hmm. we are going to yeah. that cam release uh, but yeah I think uh, anyone who really gets into the craft beer scene you know I think. So when you decide you like beer and you go to a brewery and you like really figure out that going to the brewery is where you get the high octane stuff, there's kind of this I call it sort of like the beer grieving period, where you kind of oh, have to yeah. come, you have to come to terms with the fact that there's all this good beer that you're only going to have one time. Yeah, the microbrew yeah. business model. Where yeah, one and done. Yeah, and so that's hard, especially because you know when we've liked a beer and we've bought two four packs of it. 
like so even that that honeydew kettle sour that we mm-hmm. got from track seven a couple that years was ago good you know that last can was in my fridge for six months waiting for the right time and vibe for us to have a good day I'm like all right let's split that last honeydew and you know that can be like i remember getting into like when i first got in the brewery so i was like oh, it's kind of lame like i can't get this beer anymore but then hopefully you know there's enough breweries putting out good beer to where there's another good beer coming out that kind of um, takes your attention away from the thing that you've lost. Yeah. Or, and, or you start to realize that it's not just the one-off. It's actually a series. Yeah. Which, that's something that you and I have gotten really into, like the Mind Shaker series or the Betty Cobbler series. Yeah. You know, the Gummy Bear series. Well, go ahead and segue into this first yeah. one because we can start drinking beer while we talk about the rest of this. So you and I were getting into beer. Um, this one was one of the first like local craft beers that I think stuck out stuck out to both of us. We had didn't we have a um, was it one of our growler gang meetings or was it one one time you and I got together where we each just got a whole growler of this beer? It was one time you and I got together where you and mm. I killed two growlers of this in one evening. Which is not recommended. Uh, so it's the Out of Bounds Juiced Blackberry Double IPA. Mm. Uh, it's a double IPA. It's about 8% I thought. At 8%. Yeah. Which is pretty high for a double. Especially if you're new to, to beer drinking and you drink a pint really quick. Go ahead and crack it. And what's particularly crazy about this 8% is that like they're not kidding when they say juiced blackberry. Like it, it tastes kind of like blackberry juice with a kick. Yeah, and for these ones, don't they use real fruit in the in the series? Didn't we ask them about that? Uh, something uh, no, I don't know. Or an extract. It's not like fake candy flavored fruits. I don't think it's an extract, or yeah. at least I think they they at least use some sort of real fruit. They might use a combination. A lot mm-hmm. of breweries do use that. Yeah. Um, the other two in this series are the double juice mango and the double juice grapefruit. Yeah. Cheers real quick. Cheers, man. Oh, that nose. That blackberry on the nose, man. That's pretty insane. Just how smooth it is. And you know, not only did, so, okay. I first, the first time, so I was the first one that discovered this beer because one of my managers at a restaurant, you know, Red Robin that I worked at was talking to me about beer and said, yeah, I went to Yard House and tried this beer from Out of Bounds. You should totally ask them about it. And so I uh, took you and was like, hey, I heard about this double IPA that's incredibly smooth. That's right. At 8%. Was that one of the first weeks that this Folsom one was open? Did we go to Folsom or did we go to Rockland? No, we went to Yard House. Yard House. We went to Yard Didn't House. Did we and go and have this? Oh, we we also have. On. It was later, but the first time we had this was actually uh, at Yard House. I'm excited. Sorry, there's so many memories of this. Book. Um, and we, <laughs> which is the point, right? Yeah. And so, um, that's really the point of the podcast. We kind of segued into it. The point of the podcast is to talk about these beer memories and some of the beers that have stayed consistent, but then also a year in review, right? And mm-hmm. sort of like, what have we had this year? But then also uh, the twist this year, instead of just kind of reviewing all the things that we've tried. But also, what are the things that we keep coming back to in the midst of all this yeah. beer that we've had? I think you said we're playing the hits. Playing the hits. Yeah, um, that was, I think you said that the other day. So Yeah. and uh, this, this was definitely a hit. We went and tried it. Was that a yard... Wait, okay. I don't so, want to mix up Yard House stories. So we went to Yard House, just okay. you and I. Okay, so this... Okay, good thing I didn't say anything, because there's another story with Scott. Yeah, he, he went the second time. 
And so that's right. And uh, we had this again. Uh huh. So untapped. we went the first uh. time, just you and I, and we had to get down to the bottom of it. And we had it, and both of us at first were like, "Wow, like we can't even taste the hops in this beer." Like, and the way you taste hops, and like once you get it's, used yeah, to it, yeah, it's a little can, bitter, but it's bitter in a different way than an yeah. IPA. The bitterness kind of holds hands with the blackberry flavor a little bit. Yeah, it's very, it's incredibly smooth for any sort of IPA. For a pale ale, this would be smooth. And you factor in the fact that it's 8%. And it's a double IPA. It's a double yeah. IPA. It's pretty insane. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's kind of where we landed. We're like, wow, this is, uh, this is just like, this is crazy. We can't believe that this is... Yeah, how do they do this? This was mind-blowing. Yeah, absolutely mind-blowing. And so, that whole summer, you and I had at <laughs> least, we would at least split a tall bottle once a week. That's right, we did. If that not was... twice a week, if not also a growler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And there was one night where we both got a growler and we each killed a whole growler of juiced blackberry. Four pints. Four pints. Well, I mean, sometimes when they filled up, it was like four and a half. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. And so uh, we both, like that's, that's pretty insane for us because it's very rare that not only is it rare that we'll do a full pint of something. Oh yeah, it's rare that we'll do two full pints of something. You know, and so yeah. for us to each do four and a half pints of something just goes to show how much we love this beer. Well, and, yeah, okay. So keep going, but I have a question for you because you brought okay. up an interesting question. But keep going. Sorry, I'm trying not to. Do, I'm just really excited tonight because so, I really like this topic. So. Yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> and I promise I'll shut up at some point and you get to no, you get no, to jump in, but. <laughs> Then, a couple weeks later, at that point in time, my cousin Scott, who was really into sours, mm-hmm. wasn't, he was like, I hate IPS. I think IPS are so lame. I was like, well, hold, 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 hold up, hold up. <laughs> what if I told you I have an IPA that you would, like, wouldn't taste hoppy? Because that's what he's complaining about. I just don't like hoppy beer, so I don't mm-hmm. like the bitterness. Like, what if? A guy from L.A. who's not trendy. Um, I had a what beer. You know? He's not from L.A. Oh, well, that's no. just where he went to college. Uh, and so. Fair enough. And so, uh, I'm like, what if I had what I had a beer? He's like, no, bro, it's not. It's I promise it's gonna be hoppy. Stop. You can't tell me there's an IPA that's not gonna be hoppy. It's like literally mm-hmm. what they do. It's like okay, great. I it's not that I don't agree with you, mm-hmm. but also, just let me show you. And so we took him to Yard House, and he had a pint of it, and he was like, <laughs> what? Like the same reaction we had. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, are you serious? This is a this isn't a double IPA. It's like, no, that's, it's that's a double. It's we hadn't seen the can. We'd only been to Yard House, right? Mm-hmm. It's a double IPA. And even we, like, so this is just the gateway beer we've used to get m- several people. Oh, into, yes. Like, yes, And the, my favorite have. one was we got Chris's uh, old man dad. He was on one of the episodes with us. Uh-huh. He was on one of the Goose Island episodes. That's true. He was on the Goose Island episode with the most recent one. And mm-hmm. he, uh... But we we told him we gave him the same spiel and he was super upset about how we were lying to him. We're and not, we weren't playing we tricks. We weren't playing tricks. Yeah. We just wanted to try the beer. And he took one smell of it. He's like, oh, you see, you guys are lying. It's too hoppy. It's hoppy. Yeah. And uh <laughs> love you, Kelly. And uh <laughs> He does like when he get when Chris's dad gets mad, it's as if like a like a grizzly bear was not growling but barking. Mm. Like, it's, that's uh, kind of... Bruh, 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 bruh. Like, it's just kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> the dad from uh, Claudio with the Chance of Meatballs with a big mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that kind of... You're right. <laughs> and so... Uh, 
Don't you like my fancy technology? I do enjoy your fancy technology. So you can see if we're I'm peaking or not. I'm the levels are a little high, if I'm being honest. They are? Okay, well, I'm going to dial it down a little um, bit. But in any case... Uh, oh, that's much better. Yeah. There we go. And so... The the funny part was, he so he took a sit. He was like, yep, it's Hoppy. And he walked across the house. Chris had a big oh, living room. No, we had we had given him a, like a little... I have like a 7-ounce Track 7 taster glass. Like a flight glass. Yeah, we give him like two ounces. Yeah, a little, just a little bit. Like a little like, <laughs> think of like a cat with a little like saucer of milk, right? Like mm-hmm. just a little bit at the bottom, and he takes a, like a, the smallest sip, and he's like, oh no, yeah. you guys are lying, it's hoppy, and is walking across the house and is doing brap 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 See, you guys don't understand that, and mm-hmm. is kind of just spewing nonsense as he walks across the house and then goes into his bedroom. And then starts walking back across the room, still talking, right? Still giving uh-huh. us giving us heat about what's going on. And comes in and drinks the rest of the sippy cup, puts it down, <laughs> walks out, still barking. And all Chris does is just pour a little bit more at <laughs> <of> the bottom. <laughs> yeah, just do him a couple ounces more. And he... Just a little refill. He ended up, he would just do laps and come back and drink the rest of it while he was like telling two us. Two or three times. Yeah. it yeah. was. I'm pretty sure it was at least three. Yeah. And he... He drank half the bottle by himself with what we ended up giving him, mm-hmm. which is funny for someone who said they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So even and now Chris's dad drinks IPA. So even oh, someone yeah. who was like generationally opposed to mm-hmm. the notion of an IPA, yeah, uh, I think like we've just used this beer um, as the gateway drug for IPAs. Yeah, and. You know, because you really do kind of have to start to understand what's happening. Like, the first time you drink an IPA, it is really bitter. It is really shocking. It is, like, there are, Mm -hmm. like, you know, until you get used to it and understand the flavor profile and get accustomed to sort of the convention that is the West Coast IPA or the Hazy IPA, like, yeah, you would probably rather do, like, a fruity basic drink. Yeah. At a bar. Well, most people do cocktails. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's... They're not sweet in the same sense, right? Like a lot of hard alcohol has most of the alcohol or most of the sugar turned to alcohol. So it's like a, a sweetness either from like mixing in fruit or like an implied sweetness. Like some whiskeys are kind of sweet, but they're actually not sugary. You know what I mean? Like, right. And so people aren't used to like a bitter, like chewing on a pine tree or something, you know? Yeah. And this is just bitter enough to where <laughs> it, it kind of brings you into the world, but a ton of sweetness, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, in the IPA scene. But I think this is by far better than the mango and the grapefruit version. Yeah. No, this one was like, it was noticeable. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I didn't see it for a while here during COVID. And I was really sad. I think I saw juiced grapefruit a little bit, but... Which one? Juiced grapefruit, the double juiced grapefruit. Oh, juiced grapefruit. Yeah, yeah. But this one is always the one that you and I, it usually was end of summer, wasn't it? Or midsummer when it came out with it? And you and I... It used to be, yeah, like June and July yeah. through that part was when we sort of, sort of see it come out. And we get really excited mm-hmm. every year. Because we'd, we'd buy a tall bottle and we'd go sit out in my grandma's backyard. That's where I was staying at the time. Mm-hmm. And we'd just pool. sit by the pool. Chilling. On yeah. a nice summer night and just drink drink this beer. That's one of my favorite things to do over the summer. Yeah. And, and it came out in the winter, which is a little well, bit odd. That's why I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. And so the first time I saw it, I saw two four-packs at a store, right? It was like a week ago. Um, a week ago, we're talking about, this is like a couple days before Christmas right now. Um, so we're talking about like a mid-December, 
It was put on a shelf down the street from my house at some store, and I grabbed all of it. I mean, maybe so, they had it in the back for a minute and just put it out. Maybe, but I also have been looking at beers all summer long. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it anywhere. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, something happened, but that's part of what sparked this whole episode. And this, this didn't one, have a ton of foam when we poured it, so no, that's it what kind of got me little, thinking, like, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Like, maybe it's just been a minute. I probably didn't see it when it was on shelves, but that means it was on shelves for a split second, because I think there's only been six... Ooh, it's really raining outside. Six or seven weeks this whole year. Excuse me, where I've been gone the entire week. Or longer from Sacramento. And would not have seen this if it came out and everyone bought it all of a sudden like a flash mob. Yeah, I doubt it. You right? Know, I doubt it. So. But it is interesting. Yeah, this is... um, And Out of Bounds was one of those even gateway breweries for us. Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah. was... That, like, we were all about Out of Bounds for a long time. You know, uh... What do you call it? Uh, a fact that's not well known. Uh, the Rockland location has the same beer as the Folsom location. I like that location better. Yeah. You just put a food truck outside. And yeah, you don't have to pay for crazy, like a $15 pretzel. You know, <clears throat> it's not slam-packed all the time. The same beer. I mean, they make good beer. I don't know about you, but I hate going to breweries when it's like super slammed. Unless it's like Oktoberfest. We went to Tractoberfest, and that was pretty rad. But... Usually, if it's like you can't find a place to sit down, I'm not super excited to be there. I, I don't like huge crowds like that. Uh, so. it's, it's sort of same. You know, like, it depends. Like, if I'm going on a Friday night, I've just accepted that, like, I went out on a Friday night and there's yeah. no crowds. But the the Folsom place, the Folsom Out of Bounds, is stupid packed all Severely the time. Severely overhyped. Severely overhyped. No shade of Out of Bounds. I think they make yeah. good beer. Good for you guys. Make um, the money. Yeah, 100%. But we all go to it. the Rockland location, there's like three people in there. No, I'd rather go to, yeah, and I'd rather (laughs) go to, like, the Barrel District and find, like, I'd rather go back to Log Off Brewing or, oh, oh, yeah, um, or to Claim Steak. Mm. Claim Steak's great, Log Off is great, Log Off, they had that Hawaiian uh, half that was really good. Was it a Hawaiian half? It was a Hawaiian wheat beer. It wasn't a half. So, that just typically means it's an American version, yeah. They just had different yeast, right? Typically, well, yeah. and the grains will be a little bit different, but it's similar type of grains. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Potentially, I mean, it's all the ingredients are instead of well, all the ingredients. Typically speaking, I didn't see the recipes for mm-hmm. this, but typically, like, there's German grains, there's American grains. Um, so like, even going to a different style, like an English bitter, like an ESB, mm-hmm. um, is actually just a British pale ale. Uh, as opposed to the American Pale Ale, and it typically means it used Maris Otter, mm. which is a British two-row malt that mm. has a little bit more of a like a biscuity quality, as opposed to American Pale Ale, which has <clears throat> um, more of a neutral quality. But then the hops are slightly different too, because American Pale Ales are a little bit bitier in the hops, and British or UK hops are usually more. Late, late it's more about back. the grain bill and those style, but yeah. yes, also that so. kind of thing. So, um, then transfer that to, to wheats yeah. and German wheat versus American wheat is basically what a half would be. But well, it was, it was American beer. wheat. It had yeah. pineapple it in great. it. I like pineapple. So good. We are divisive or divided on pineapple and beers. No, we're divided on pineapple sculpin. Well, pineapple sculpin was great, and bad. you can cook it's with it. It's fantastic. It's a shitty beer. It's a very good beer. It's a shitty beer. It's delicious, especially with the teriyaki chicken. It's the Mission Impossible two of beers. Which part? Mission Impossible 2 is bad. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you if you 
say anything but the motorcycle scene because that was really bad where they jump at each other on the motorcycles. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. It's not bad. No. Oh. Mission Impossible 2 is bad. Yeah, the movie's terrible. <laughs> and Pineapple Sculpin is the Mission Impossible 2. It was appears. the third best Sculpin they ever made. How many Sculpins did they make? They had regular Sculpin, Grapefruit Sculpin, Aloha Sculpin, which is just unfiltered, uh, Pineapple Sculpin, they had the Habanero Sculpin, they had... Okay, so they've they made a lot of bad Sculpins. Yes. You know? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like saying it's the third best Fast and Furious movie. You know what I mean? Like, most of them are bad. Yeah. Well, number three was the best. Tokyo Drift was the yeah, best that's one. Yeah, we're not saying third best. I'm just saying, that's the, that's number three was the best. Sure. Which, ironically, uh, the argument... So anyways, we're not best. dividing pineapple and beer. <laughs> Case in point, Fly Hawaiian from Pizza Port. Oh, that was a good one. Um, so that would be one if we got that around here. I'd probably drink it all the time. Yes. We just don't get it up here. So. It's true. Um, well, if we want to talk about San Diego beers, the one beer to go back to that you try to go back to every time you go down there would be uh, Kilowatt. Kilowatt Cucumber S3. Right? I've only had it one time, though. I thought you had it twice. No. You tried to bring... The one oh, time. the watermelon was the one you were trying to bring back. That was when you had the second yeah. time. Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's only ever okay. been there that one time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I remember it. I I've remember been to Kilowatt four times now. I would drink that all the time. If they had it here. Kilowatt? Cucumber S3. Oh, yes. 100%. Specifically. Well, Kilowatt, yeah. But I mean, like, Cucumber S3 specifically was one of the most memorable beers I've ever had. Especially because we had the, the interaction with the poor guy. He's not a bartender. What would you call him? He's, he's like a He's partial. a beer tender. He's a beer tender, but he also helped brew some of the beer, right? Oh, sure. That, I don't know. What do you call those kind of guys? He's, he's a dude. I think he's probably just a beer tender. I'm not sure he was an assistant brewer or anything. He's a beer, beer bro. Beer bro. bro. Yeah, so... <laughs> Bro tender. Um, he helped us understand their sour series and, you know, why that cucumber was so good. And, like, that was probably part of the experience, but, I mean, that beer was so good. Yeah, you got to have it for the second time this year. It's been been a couple years. Good moment. I was glad, you know. That's one of my beer moments. You're talking about, you know, year in review. Beer mm-hmm. in review. Um, yeah. I, uh, I think going back to San Diego was fun. Uh, on that trip, you know, I finally went down to OB Brewing, oh. you know, and that was one, I brought one back Yeah, yeah. that we've had, and I was very underwhelmed by them. They were supposed to be big time. Yeah, so, when you and I did the San Diego trip, I think it was 2017, hmm. we started out in Ocean Beach, right, we've talked about this extensively on the podcast. It's a great trip. Um, Don't be bad at we us. went to Pizza Port, Kilowatt, Helms, Culture, and Belching Beaver. Five breweries that are all within walking distance. Yeah. Like maybe a half mile apart. Mm-hmm. Like it's insane. We skipped one because we wanted to go to bigger breweries in different parts of the town like Green Flash or oh, Ballast that was, Points. That was bad. Green Flash was Green bad. Flash was bad. Green Flash was... Our experience at Green Flash was better than my experience at Ocean Beach. Really? I know. Wow. Anyways, when we finish our trip, there's an article that comes out, and Ocean Beach Brewing wins Best Brewery in Ocean Beach County. Like, well, shoot. We just went to all these breweries, and we literally skipped one, and it was the best one. 
you know, what are the odds, right? What are the odds, right? Because there's a lot of rivers down there. And so, two years later, oh, I was man. back down at Kilowatt with, you know, my mom and my sister were, took, we all went to San Diego and I said, hey, I'm just going to go sit at Kilowatt. You guys do whatever you want to do. Just let me know when we need to go do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And while I was drinking beer at Kilowatt, I was like, oh, I really should go. I guess I've only been to Kilowatt three times. Now that I think about it. I thought you went three times. Yeah, yeah I've been three times. Um, so the second time I went, right, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there drinking beer on the patio. I'm like, oh, man, I should, I really should go to OB Brewing. But I was having such a good time, I couldn't bring myself to do it. And so this third time, I was like, okay, you know, there's been enough overlap each of the visits now to where I'm, I've kind of, I've cooled off enough. Like I know what I have in this, mm. <laughs> you know, like, great. And so I'm. I've been four times now that it hit me. I remember. Mm. The patio. The patio was the third time. The second <clears> time I was. The second time, ready? Remember real quick. The second time I was talking to the head brewer of Ocean Beach. That's right, and that was. Who seemed like a really cool dude. Was that just after they won the award or before? Yes, yeah, about a year after they won the award. Okay. Now that re- I'm remembering. Okay. It now. Yeah, he was the one that you were sitting there talking about beer, and he was interested. Yeah. In your knowledge of beer, and it was funny. It was Which was weird because he was sort of testing me. I was really reluctant to share anything, and. and with him because I didn't want to be a weirdo and he's like no that's actually correct by the way I'm a head brewer for Ocean Beach Brewing if you ever want to work for me here's my card uh, I was like I don't live here but it's cool in any case so the fourth time I went <laughs> can you work remotely <laughs> yeah the fourth time I went was this last oh. summer that's why I brought home three crowlers for Chris because yep, he hadn't yep. had it and I was like well you know it's been a while my dude needs to have what I think is the best beer out there oh kilowatts so good and uh, you know we did the spotlight on it but in any case Went to OB and did a full flight there and nothing, nothing wowed me. Wow. Nothing wowed me. Is it kind of like being at Helms? Yeah. Well, we went to Helms. Only half the taps were on, weren't they? And then yep. they were, you know. Uh, OB seemed really... to have their taps, but you know, a lot of their taps were taken up with guest beer. And... That's a very interesting move for craft brewers that... And you know maybe things have shifted a lot. You know we've we've kind of learned how much the the brewer matters. Oh yeah. You know like this yeah. year one of my biggest beer disappointments is that New Glory <clears throat> kind of sucks now. Yeah, there's something about their beers, and and we know that I think one of the we were friends with some of those guys. We used to go there all the time. They know who we are. Uh, I think they do. I don't want to sound like a big time. Big shot on this podcast. but They know who you are. They know who I am. Okay, maybe I go there too much. I work down the street for them. So, uh, one of them told me their brewer left. And I noticed, um, drinking some of their, their stuff, they changed the can art. They've expanded quite a bit, and they're, one of their brewers left. And I noticed the beer has lost some sort of edge that it used to have. Like, um, yeah, like, like even, like, so, Ubedank used to be, like, one of my go-to solid beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the new pint cans, I think, have a different recipe. I'm gonna, I'm going straight for this one. Sorry, right. I poured yours a little bit harder because I can't seem to get foam out of the last couple pours. But that's all right. Four inches of foam isn't too much, right? That's usually how I pour it. So I was gonna give Jordan a hard time. Certainly activated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, I found like like so. New Glory still works with. I think they still work with Sac Republic soccer team, where they make 19 cans. Like 19-ounce cans uh-huh. for the games. 
And I think that might be a different recipe because it's the old label. And I tried one, and I tried the new label pint can, and they taste different. Oh, just very slightly different. And I'll, you you called me out. I'll go on record. We'll do a blind taste test. I'll tell you which one's which because I feel like they taste that different. There's something different, and it, I want to say there's something missing now with New Glory beers, and it makes me kind of sad. I really miss their old beers, their old creativity. You know, their old can art was awesome. Cheers. Cheers, man. But yeah, that's there's a couple of breweries that have done that this year. A bit of the shuffle, so. So next beer up is Tropical Torpedo by Sierra Nevada. Mm, so we're talking about memories here with beer, man. Yeah. How deep does this one go? I mean, for me, this is. Um... I think this is the first beer I had that made me question everything. Well, yeah, we were both there together. Yeah, Same deal. Um, we were at, at the Sierra Nevada tour. Yeah, we the had the one. Sierra Nevada tour, right? The first, first one, because we've got on multiple. <laughs> first one. Because <laughs> we're beer nerds. And, uh, That was when they first came out with Torpedo. Tropical, with tropical torpedo. torpedo. Right. We'd and, never seen it before. And we tried it, and we're like, dang, whoa... I've told this story multiple times on the podcast, but for those of you who haven't heard yet, like, well, dang, you know, there's, this has a very fruity taste. Like, what fruit did you add? Because we tried it with regular torpedo. Uh-huh. And pale ale. Yeah. Like, well, what fruit did you add to make it this way? Like, no, nah, it's just the way we use the hops. Like, <laughs> no what? way. What? There's no way, yeah. What? There's no, it's, stop, bro. You're, you're tripping. There's no way. You know? That's how they do it. And that was what made me... That was... You know, we had gotten into beer... And we liked beer, but that was probably the first sort of academic step we took as far as learning about beer. Like, okay, mm. let's start figuring out what hops do. Yeah. And that's that <clears throat> we started looking at the cans, we started looking at labels more closely. Why were there certain beers that we liked more than others? Yep. What hops did yeah. we actually end up liking? Just hop awareness is what I call it, just knowing strands of hops. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you know, Sierra Nevada, you know, talking about the hits, like, yeah, this beer is a beer I consistently come back to. Um, you can drink this all day long. Well, and I've, I've stood by, like, if I had to pick mm. a, a one single IPA, this is actually my favorite single IPA. Yeah. Well, we just also talked about um, if you had to drink one, one beer all the time. Uh, you previously said Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, but would you change your mind now after just recently drinking No, this? actually. <clears throat> um, interesting because I think pale ale is another interesting one not only has it stood the test of time for us which obviously if you're, if you're a beer drinker you're like Sierra Nevada pale ale it's kind of a duh but it's like been around for a long time yeah and so uh, you know Chris and I were at dinner and Sorry, I lovely. made some comment at dinner and it was like you know if I could only ever drink one beer for the rest of my life mm. it would be Sierra Nevada pale ale mm-hmm. because you can drink it year round I don't feel compelled to drink this year round no? No, like it's a little too fruity. Like when it gets cold and rainy outside, like, mm. like I try to think of an occasion, all of the occasions where I want beer, and mm. so like, okay, if it's really hot outside and I don't, I don't want a beer, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale works. Oh yeah, even straight from the bottle, man. It's just a cold bottle. Just right but if it's really cold outside oh. and someone's like, hey, you want a Sierra Nevada? Yeah, I want a Sierra Nevada. But there are occasions where someone's like, hey, you want a tropical torpedo? I'm like, ah, it's a little cold for fruity beer. I'm good. Yeah. I do have my heater on. I'd rather have, so. you know, a brown ale or a porter even before I... You know, there are... Mm. 
Well, I think that's why it's, you know, wintertime's usually dark beer season. Most people prefer that. But Sierra Nevada right? Pale Ale checks all the boxes for me. It's one of the few beers that does it. It is a very good beer. Um, but in any case, um, you know, Sierra Nevada as a brewery, I think, is really one of our hits as a whole. Uh, we haven't been in a while. Yeah. But I well, think... Well, you've been, you've been, you know, different state. Yeah. So... But every, I think a lot of time though we've used Sierra Nevada as a measuring stick. Oh yeah, for where we are with our beer knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the first time we went, we just wanted to go to Sierra Nevada because we were just having a fun time. Learned about like this crazy brewing thing that they're doing with their IPAs. We're like wow, and so we start learning about IPAs, and then mm-hmm. we take another tour. And we're like okay. Mm-hmm. Now we need to go back in the hop room. Now we're ready. That's right. Was uh, it the second tour? Did we do two or three? We've done three. Because the third one was the cool one. The third one was a cool one. Oh, that was one where we're like, hey, we got to do it for real. And then, yeah, and so we did the second one, and then she was like, we're talking to uh, one of our tour guys, and then they, they hit us with some other knowledge about grain. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot, got it. Got to study up on that now. Mm-hmm. And then the third time we went back, and we did a. Uh, it was pretty much a private tour. It wasn't so, supposed to be. It was supposed we, to be the Heritage Tour. For I think I paid for us to do the Heritage Tour for 20 bucks each. No, I booked or this was, one. You did? Which yeah. one? We haven't done... We haven't done... Which one was it then? We did We did a paid tour, oh. but we haven't done the the top of the line yet because that one's only available like once every Saturday. So which one did we do? Like the reliability or renewability I forget tour or one. something? There's a couple but, different ones. But we did one where we got more behind the scenes stuff. They took us mm-hmm. into a cryo freezer where oh, they have all awesome. their yeast strains. That was cool. Um, so, and then, and then the water. Number and... one beer, beer nerd moment of my life. We, uh, we tried... Um, Regular torpedo, like eight minutes after it had finished filtration. Oh yeah, which was like it off the ceiling of the, yeah, the pipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and so it's like that that's the cool. freshest you're ever gonna try. It. Chris didn't actually hear what was going on, so during I, the moment he yeah. didn't under actually appreciate what was going on. I just thought it was a good beer. I was like, oh, it's a really good version of pale ale. It's a little, little biting. It's good. It's um, very good. Yeah, but I think we've just used them as like a. I think it really mm-hmm. kind of speaks to how knowledgeable their staff usually is. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, but I actually really like, like, seeing about it, yeah, they're, they're one of my big hit breweries. So. <laughs> You're such a dork. Uh, no, what helps is that Sierra Nevada has not only cool tours, you know, and the people are knowledgeable, like you said, but they keep putting out, like, Good beer, you know. They're not microbrew or craft brew as much as they used to be, and they're still trying. Yeah, they're not. They're doing you know big time stuff. The other thing I want to bring up too is the reason why we went back for the third tour, why we paid, or I guess you paid, um, for the little bit more in depth tour, which ended up being a super in depth tour because we're the only ones that showed up. Was because we made that batch of homebrew. Oh yeah yeah yeah, and we didn't understand why it tasted kind of yeah. And so we wanted to go ask questions. And I think that when I, when I talked about the water stuff a minute ago, like that's, that's what blew my mind the most, is how much... I mean, it's stupid now to think, like, yeah, of course the water makes a huge difference. But like... Not really. No? I don't think so. You think so? Uh, okay, so I've actually... Or, so I, I do think the water can make a huge difference. I don't think it was the reason... So I, I think it was the reason why our... 
it could have it was part of the reason why things taste a little bit off but I think mm-hmm. for the wrong reason like yeah but but it opened at least for me it opened my eyes to how much consideration big breweries put into water water quality mm-hmm. that was interesting especially Sierra Nevada yeah so for our homebrew mm-hmm. project we we used strictly like store bought water yeah it was distilled water which is too soft for the style of beer we were making yeah, yeah. Um, meaning, we were making a beer that needed, like, water that's that soft um, is not good for hoppier styles, and we needed something that could stand up to the style a little more. So actually, mm-hmm. as much as it was a well-intentioned purchase to buy distilled water, we would have been better served just to go with water straight from the tap. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds kind of intuitive, but like, yeah. um, that's what we needed to do. From all the list, the beer listing I've I've done on um, how to homebrew and stuff like that since then, but yeah, that's why we we went to ask questions and also like the cold crashing process of how to like uh, chill your wort before you pitch the yeast. Mm. Um, that process with the Mister Beer Kit is a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this, so, it, it sent us down an interesting path. Yes. But, I don't know if Sierra Nevada is responsible for that interesting path, but they definitely helped. Uh, like, they've just been, like you said, a metric, a good measuring stick. A lot of their beers I go to if I just want some beer. You know, if you see it on, on, you go to a restaurant, you see it on the menu. Yeah, cool. I'll do a torpedo. Some draft. Sounds yes. good. Yeah. There's a, a bar near OU that has Pale Ale on Draft that I go to oh. every now and again just to get a pint of Sierra Nevada and I order nachos. It's really mostly about the Sierra Nevada, but I talk myself into nachos while I'm drinking beer. <laughs> That's not a bad choice. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, no shame. <sighs> yeah, this is, these are two good beers back-to-back with a lot of good memories. and I mean, we can get Tropical Torpedo any time now. It used to be seasonal, I think, at first. Now it's kind of all the time. Yeah. Uh, Juice Blackberry is definitely... Definitely seasonal. Seasonal and rare. Um, I know we talked about going into a couple more uh, that are even more rare. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I can't think. If you think of, like, two beers, honestly, that have more impact on our beer drinking, these, these are probably one and two. I don't know how you'd rank them, one and two, but probably Torpedo's number one overall. But as far as coming back to it over and over again. Gosh. I mean, right? the only one I'd throw into this as far as impact, maybe Goose. Yeah, but that's like you said, it's got to be the right time. I can't just drink a goose. Well, uh, no, I mean, but as far as just right? impact, right? We're talking oh, about yeah. drinkability. As far oh. as like, impact on the beer journey, I oh, think goose, okay. goose is in that tier. Um, panic. Left Eye Right Eye definitely is. Okay, how did Left Eye Right Eye impact your beer journey? Well, it was very recent, actually. When you and I were reviewing some of the more um, local beers, I forget what we were drinking with it, 
uh, we had gotten into a discussion of some beers that have so many hops in them or so so obscure of hops that you would never guess what's in them. It's a good blend. It's very delicious. But you would never guess that Left Eye Right Eye is a five-hop blend. And is it necessary? That's hard to argue because it's a very good beer. Right? But that had an impact on me. Is Okay, so how... If you're so good at making beer and you, you're like, okay, I want these five hops and you know I'm going to do a little bit of this one this one's going to go in just after maybe a couple minutes after the initial start I'm going to dry hop it with this one yeah. like you have to be so good and know all those hops inside and out and all their different ways to, of use the boiling temperatures the times everything to come up with five hops for a beer as a recipe you know what I mean sure because normally people put like one or two. Like I want it fruity and a little bit earthy. Boom. There you go. I think, to be honest, I think, well, I don't think most people put two. I think to be honest, I mean, I guess on the homebrew level, I think people typically err for more, like on the side of putting more in. More varieties? Yeah. And I think there's well, a okay. less is more okay. kind of approach. But I do think, you did mm. make a good point that I agree with though. It's It's surprising that the beer has a simple quality about it. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that it uses so many ingredients, yeah, it's a very, very good beer. Um, but that just that opened my eyes to um, not like the like you and I when we're really getting into beers and tasting hops, tasting yeast and malts. We're we're tasting the stuff that stands out. We're tasting the flavors that stand out. So there's also, I guess, the other side of that coin is how do you brew a beer that also has these subtleties in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's these little... I'm going to hit this button right here. Boom. You're not even going to notice until later. I'm going to hit this one. You know, that's maybe that's why they use so many. It's because they're hitting the stuff right in front of your palate, right in, right in your face. But they're also trying to get these little tiny subtlety. So it's almost like... It's like really classy. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. really... I don't know how to explain it other than that. But uh, that... Not just using hops for the punch factor. I'm like, oh, boom. You and I both talk about Simcoe. Boom. Or Citra. Usually it's the front end. Citra is very prominent in the beer. How do you use Citra if it's really subtle? Like you almost can't even tell it's there. Sure. That's, that's the finesse that I've, I've started to appreciate with some of these beers now after realizing that Left Eye Right Eye had five different hops. And that's what I'm saying. So sure. that, that kind of yeah, yeah. maybe reconsider how you use hops, you know? Yeah. I think, I mean, that's my favorite double IPA of all time. So, I mean, I'm not going to fight you on it. I, I don't know that I... I don't think it's impacted my beer journey in the same way. I think these two, Goose Island. I mean, those three, gosh, would probably be the podium. So how about this? Let me frame it a little bit differently. This is actually how I originally intended to say it, but we've had a couple beers now. The, the beers that you go back to. I think we would always agree. Like if you see these in the store, Goose Island, cool Left down. Left or right, eh? Left or right is always there, right? I'm, I'm, I'll, I buy that shit like once a month, dude. I'm like, that sounds good today. I'm gonna grab some Left or Right, eh? Had it so many times. Beers I go back to, right? So Juice Blackberry's in there, Torpedoes in there. I mean, a lot of Track Seven stuff is that for me. Panics like that would be Panics like that. Good IPA. Beelines like that. Yeah, that's the. Panic, not panic, sorry. Um, Beeline is the beer that I use to just show people the difference between, you know, craft beer and just regular beer. You know, people like, 
I'm talking about getting 805. Like, have you tried Big Line yet? I'm like, whoa, this is this is way better. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 805 is supposed to be craft beer too. Yeah. Right. I it's, guess it's technically. I guess as far as beer. getting into microbrew. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's basically, you know, you might as well be giving them like a sweet Budweiser. You know what I mean? It's mass produced. 805 is everywhere. So people actually, uh, a lot of people I talk to, don't realize that 805 is Firestone Walker. They think 805 makes that beer. It's 805 Blondale. <laughs> That's how big that beer is. Yikes. By itself. Um, you know? It's not a bad beer. It's just, it's huge. It's a big beer. Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's a beer Ooh, I consistently come back to. Yep. Yes. It's yes. a pretty pretty commercial scale beer for what uh, what we're talking about, but yeah. I have it every year. I have mm-hmm. one every year. I didn't see it this year. I wasn't looking very hard, but I had like fourteen different Oktoberfest beers, and each one was from a different brewery, and I did not see the same Adams one in my grocery store. The whole it's the same one. It's been every year. It's good. Yeah. The only one they import for Germany uh, for their Oktoberfest. It's the only American beer that's imported. It's got to tell you something. I think, though, that that it's one of two American breweries on draft, though, at Oktoberfest. Yeah? What's the other one? Well, Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest is brewed in conjunction with a German brewery. Hmm. They don't have to import it. Do you think that they still have it on draft over there? I don't think they did this year. Well, the last couple of years, it's the Sierra Nevada done a home recipe. There's just one. There's just this year, I thought. Well, this year's was the same as last year's. Oh. The year before that was, I forget what the pellets. Okay, so, oh, that's so. when we went on the tours, the, the prepackaged pellets where they didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that was one Stefaner, I think it's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, the Thousand Year Brewery. But the German brewery so. was still brewing them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put it on draft. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Happened. But at the very least, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is there. Yeah. That's a good beer, though. That's a good one. Yeah, that's one of my my beers that I go back to. So, I got one for you. I don't know if you tried it or not. We probably had it together. Uh, Poliner Munich Lager. Yep. That's, if I see that in a store, usually it's in four packs. I'm like, I'm grabbing that. I'm grabbing it. It's usually usually like seven to ten dollars for four. They're not pints. They're nineteen and a half. Now it's cans. And it's a really good beer. I'm like, I know if I drink this, I'm going to enjoy it. Every time. Alright. Time to reload. Oh. Time to reload. I thought you were taking a pee break. No. No? Not reload. Not unload. Not unload? No. Alright, your turn to pour. Oh, I got it. Okay, so we're doing this one first? Because that one's well, IPA. That was the order we picked them in. You could probably, you should probably do this one first. Yeah, let's start with that one. Yeah, oh, no. So this is a, this is gonna be a nice, lovely beer to end on, if you want to end on that one. We'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. So, we have another selection from Jordan's beer drawer in my fridge. Uh, this is one that I got. We talked about it. If we recover the Miles and Chris episode, it's from my friend Heather. I did her maternity pictures. Her uh, boyfriend went around and found the highest ABV beers that he could find, and that's how he paid me. And love that. The fun part about that podcast uh, that we tried to do, or we did do, depending on how, <laughs> we'll see how that works. <laughs> but the um, the fun part was 
we started drinking these without realizing they were like 10 or 12%. And so Miles and I had a couple, and we were like, holy shit, <laughs> we're getting tossed over here, man. You know, and that's about, I think that's about when the recording stopped. It was right before we realized uh, the, the original recording that was posted on uh, SoundCloud was like 32 minutes. It's about the 40 minute mark. We both looked at each other and we're like, holy shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so I threw some in the fridge. Uh, I put this one in Jordan's uh, beer drawer. Uh, this one, so we're talking about hops. Um, and actually, I'll pour it first because Jordan's Jordan's drooling over here. He's not really, but you know, I like to have a little drama to our show, make it exciting. Hyperbole, hyperbole. It's right. He's dying on my. Co- I just gave him CPR. That's how he's talking right now. So, bro, you can't make fun of my pores and then pour like literally the same way. I told you that I'm not good at pouring. I nah, leave it, leave was, it. Okay. There we go. Now we have the same amount of foam. <laughs> I don't know how much more beer you're going to get. <laughs> it doesn't change. I didn't say I was good. I was giving you a hard time. Constructive. Oh, okay. So, this beer, now that we poured it, it's called Dump Truck of the Gods. And it is a, a uh, mega IPA. I mean, she got, she thick. This beer is thick. She thick. With four C's. Um, let me look at the ABV. It's a mega IPA. It's the only mega IPA I've ever had. And it is 11.7%. Good God. From Dust Bowl. Good <laughs> Does God. that say 11.7? I'm kind of old, Jordan. I can't read very well because I'm old. Bro, it says 8.7. Does it say 8.7? No, it says 11.7. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm not that dumb. Hold on. I still know what numbers are. But it has CTZ, a.k.a. Zeus Hops in it, which we... Apollo, Zeus... I don't even know anything about Apollo Hops. Me either. I never heard of them. So, but you and I have talked about... This is one of the hops we were interested in was the CTZ, which is a couple different names. We've had a couple of Citra beers. Citra and Simcoe. Yeah, you probably could have. So you'd be proud of Miles. Later on in the podcast, he knew that this had Simcoe in it. Oh, he can smell it in the aroma for sure. Yeah, but he uh, knew. He, pulled, he called it. I'm like a so. drug hound with Simcoe. It's, it's pretty insane. Here, flop your ears in it and then <laughs> smell it. That's <laughs> not how drug hounds actually do it. But <laughs> that's how they do it. That's, that's no, why they don't that's flop why they have their, their ears in. Their ears are long because it helps them brush up smells from the dirt. And drug hound. It's not a hunting dog. The bloodhound is a drug dog. Uh, or are you uh, talking about drug dogs? Like drug dogs. Like a Malinois or something. Like that's. I meant like even like a German Shepherd. Yeah. But I just okay. use drug hound as a sort of pejorative it's term. a derogatory word it's for fine. police dogs that jordan is anti-police dog only when they look for drugs i'm just kidding but you wouldn't think if you weren't looking at that label would you know this is almost 12 percent? no and we're sitting here sipping these things man and then heinz it's kind of funny we're, we're like oh man i gotta check out this label a couple of the hops we we're very interested in I would have right. guessed. It's a little bit stronger than Juice of Blackberry. I would have guessed right. 8.8 8 to 9. So here's here's a funny thing I want you to consider. Juiced Blackberry doesn't feel like it's 8%. But this feels like it's stronger than Juice Blackberry. Juice Blackberry to me feels like a 6.5. So I would have said, yeah, this is like an 8 to 8.5-ish 8. range. Mm-hmm. Not almost 12%. We're drinking wine right now. Bubbly wine. But it's delicious. Are you looking super up Apollo Alpha Hops? Hop. Yep. Apollo? Super Alpha Hop was first bred in 2000. He went to the Google. 
by Hopsteiner, released to the public in 2006. So it's pretty new. Okay. Hmm. So, hold on. Where are. What does it taste like? Oh, here we go. Has a sharp, clean, bittering profile with other desirable factors, including. Uh, we need to go to a different website. I was gonna say it. This this beer doesn't have any sharp, hop flavors about it. It's grapefruit. Two yeah. websites in a row says grapefruit. Oh, similar to Nugget and Columbus. Uh, okay. So it sounds like it's a it's a less. Is it earthy grapefruit? I think it's a less earthy, less spicy version. I I would put it somewhere between, uh, certain applications of Citra. Hmm. And Columbus. Which is interesting that they also have Citra in here. Because well, Simcoe. Right? So Columbus is like a spicy peppery thing in addition to the citrus. Like it's mm -hmm. that spicy citrus. Uh, so is like Amarillo. Yeah. But like Columbus is more of a like peppery kind of thing going for it. Yeah. So this doesn't have the peppery thing going for it. But I mm. also think, I think it's like you can get sort of that grapefruit thing out of Citra in the right context. Yeah. But I think it has a, I think it's just a different, it's sort of. This, okay. It's in between those two. So they got the Simcoe in here. And if Simcoe was not in here, this would be a very fruity beer. Very fruit forward tasting. It's Simcoe gives it a little bit more of a balance. All the hops in this beer are very subtle. Right? Like, if you think back all the beers that you've ever had with Simcoe in them, how does this rank amongst the beers with, with the Simcoe? We just talked about the punch in the face factor, you know? Like the finesse of how to like. Slant. Well, Zeus should be that. What right in your face? Zeus is Zeus is uh, considering to be. Because I don't get the fruit. I, I mean, I I, I barely get it's the. It's a bittering. Citra. Zeus is a bittering hop. Okay, we get the bitter on the, more in the back. Not used more. Not used for flavoring or aromas. Which I think that's sort of like I'll say even like the boozy quality of this IPA I think is the 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 little punch it has I think is from the Zeus, and that helps bring the Simcoe out a little bit. I think the Simcoe is one of the more subtle hops in this. Yeah, but it's, like it's on the back end. It's mm -hmm. it's. I agree. The front's all fruity, but it's really low key. It's really mild. Yeah. So the thing you have to also remember is that. The ABV is derived from how much grain they used. Mm -hmm. So, like, the amount of grain that is used is will determine the amount of sugar that's in the wort, which is unfermented beer. Mm -hmm. And then the yeast comes in and converts those sugars into alcohol yeah so for an 11 percent beer 11.7 almost 12 percent right you have an ass load of malt you have just an this is such an expensive beer to make just an absurd amount of grain mm -hmm. 
which actually limits the amount of beer you can brew because the the grain itself is going to occupy you know the there's a more equitable ratio between grain and water at that point mm. because there's more grain in the kettle in the in the tank while it's being brewed mm-hmm. um, that's a full kettle huh yeah and then also you have to pitch enough yeast and uh, the right strain that can stand up to all of this sugar that you've put in because there's sort of this when you when you're converting when you're converting these sugars into alcohol there's sort of this war between the yeast and the sugar and you need the yeast to win just enough to where it converts it to alcohol without being strained but not enough to where it completely overwhelms the beer to produce off flavors on the other side mm. um and then where the hops come in is you do have to pitch a substantial amount of hops to... Otherwise you're drinking, you know... A hefty blonde ale, basically. Yeah, or like grape nuts cereal. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. Like when people see 11.7, I'm like, oh, God, you know, they have to put a shit ton of hops to get that. I'm like, okay, you're right. They had to put more they hops. Balance it with more hops, well, maybe. But, but, but maybe, but then also they probably had just had to use... They probably ha- I would say it was less, it was less about... Having to use more hops, which I think they certainly had to use more hops, like relatively speaking, but it was more about the duration in which those hops were boiled, mm. because I think like Apollo and Zeus already were used more as a bittering hop, and Simcoe can be used as a bittering hop. Like all these, like Citra can be used as a bittering hop. Like yeah. I think it was more about the longevity in which these hops were boiled, and mm. less less about you know there's not a ton on the back end yeah. of the flavor profile on this, mm-hmm. which leads me to think like uh, in the brewing process there's something called like a flame out, which is in like the last ten minutes of the boil you'll throw a ton of hops in just to get sort of the aroma and other flavoring additions, but just in the last ten minutes mm. because you don't need to boil like the bitterness comes in the longevity of the boil. Okay. okay. So. It, they probably brewed the a little bit more hops for a longer period of time and probably did a longer boil to maximize the amount of oil they were getting into the brew. Mm-hmm. But this ABV, the ABV is more indicative of the grain to yeast yeah. relationship. Yeah. Was my point. So, we I don't know if we have any really... I mean, I think Goose Island, between you and me, the two of us... Is the beer, if we're talking about really high ABV beers, that we always go back to? Like This yeah. is kind of the point of the, op- the episode, right? It's like, what beer do we see, even though you like trying new stuff all the time, you see it in the store and be like, I gotta get one of those. I always, I try to buy a bottle of juice if I see one. Um, what IPAs, like triples and heavy doubles, besides Left Eye Right Eye? Left Eye Right Eye is 8%, 75 something like that. So it's not this heavy. This, the, to be honest, this is the first mega IPA I've ever had or ever seen. So I I put it on like a triple. I mean, I quad, think this would be on on par with the quads we've seen from uh, Knee Deep, mm-hmm. which this kind of reminds me of oh. sort of like Hoptologist when we got into that. that. That's yeah, strong double. Yeah, like so. But then even like we started getting into Hop Trio, which is a strong mm-hmm. triple. Hop Deranged. Amarillo work will work for hops. Yeah. Simtra is a good triple. But that's what I'm saying. Like if New Glory was putting, I don't know that I would grab any of those bottles now. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't really. I think maybe that's the punchline now. Is I don't really reach for triples. 
There are some triple hazies, and this, this is kind of the downside of the microbrew. There were a couple from Revision and Moxa that were around for a couple months each. Well, but I guess that's my point. They're actually not made nearly as much as they were. You know, yeah. like, the craft yeah. beer scene for a long time was not as big as it is now. And I think the trend was, okay, how much, like, how many hops can we cram into this beer? Mm -hmm. uh, how bitter can we make it? And how big of an IPA can we make it? Yeah. And I'm not seeing that nearly as much. Like, the beer scene has pivoted to... Mostly hazy singles. Mostly hazies, hazy singles, right. Like, yeah. what's sort of the crushable, good-tasting beer oh, that we can make? See, as soon as the word crushable came on the scene, that's that was the... How, this, by the way... Is a very crushable triple. Considering squad. what it is, yes. Holy shit! You could drink this and not know that it's this heavy, and be like, "Oh, this is pretty heavy." But uh, I'm gonna have this on like a nice afternoon. But I agree. Maybe it's the lack of um, availability. So for me, I think it. I really think what it is is that a triple IPA is so much more grain. It's oh, expensive. It's so much more expensive. Yeah. And you can make a hazy IPA that's less than half the cost. Oh but yeah. Seventy five percent of the price and make way more money. And people like people are gonna order it more and you're not gonna sit on mm -hmm. the product for nearly as long. So that might be why it's hard for us in this podcast episode to come up with one. But do you have any triples that you see and you go, Okay, this one's good, I'll have this again. Is there anything that's in the triple IPA category that pulls you? Nothing that nothing that I go back to repeatedly. Mm. Okay. I think I just had it the other day. Honestly, dude, I think Simtra from Knee Deep. I know we, we like to hate on Knee Deep. That's one of the OG recipes. But Simtra. I haven't had it in m multiple years. You know what I mean? That's well, they, they've had it. It's I don't know if it's seasonal. I've seen it around. It's a, it's a bomber. It's a twenty two. Uh, I just had it again recently, just because I haven't had it in a while, and it's still it's a good beer. It's it's not quite like this. Um, I'd say it's a little bit less less smooth, less refined than this beer, this dump truck of the gods, but it's not a bad triple West Coast IPA. And if that's what I'm feeling, that's probably what I'm going for. So I guess that's the only beer in this category for this this heavy IPA category that we're talking about that I'd I'd repeatedly. Buy, and not not very often, like you said, it's not very often that when we we crave like a really crazy, boozy, high alcohol content, really strong like triple or quad IPA. I don't know, like I, I'm probably more like you're saying, like I'm, I like this juice double. I'll go for a double West Coast or double hazy. If I want a double really IPA wild. is really kind of my pocket, like as yeah. far as like where I sort of like if there's a triple or a quad, sure I'll try it. Dude, quad IPA, yeah. Belgian quad. Well, Belgian quad, yeah. Barrel like, stout, yeah. Whatever, like, I'll try it. Like, there are very few styles I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But, so, like, you're hanging out, right? Just you, you're doing homework. Like, for me, I'm doing homework. I might grab a Simtra. If I'm just, if I want something that I know, like, this one here, the Dump Truck of the Gods, I'm going to sip this. Now that I know what it is, I'm going to sip it. Low and slow, right? If that's my mood... I'm either going for a sour or like a, a double, triple IPA. And just, you know, just chill mode. And I hate to use the term babysitting, but maybe it takes me half an hour, 45 minutes to drink a pint of this, you know? 
But it's like at nighttime, just cruising, working on school stuff. It's kind of nice sometimes, you know? Yeah. Just kind of... So, but it's not common. And I, this is... I, I wanted to ask you that because I wasn't sure what you were going to say. Because neither one of us really have a long list of go-to really heavy beers. Well, besides I think, Goose. I think, though, the... I think just the beer scene is different. You know, like they used to be more common. Um, and I think they just, they aren't anymore. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's true. It's true. I'm also not nearly, like by the time we get to like a triple or a quad, I'm sort of like, okay. Like, I think the higher up in... The higher up with like the IPA scene you go with IBUs, like you can cover up so many more flaws of the beer that I'm not quite as impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, um, but like you know, it's like you just paid a ton of money for this beer that you didn't have to try that hard to make. Mm-hmm. Like you probably were better off. Like like to make a quad IPA, you have to boil it longer. You have to use more product, so it takes yeah. more time. It takes more more mm-hmm. ma- like more yeast, more grain, more water. It takes more supplies. It takes more manpower, more energy input, and the the payout's not nearly as much. But I think your comment about Hoptologist was a good one because Hoptologist is a double IPA, which is like eight something, mm-hmm. and I think the IBU is over a hundred. So if you want a really bitter, decently. It's not boozy, it's but it's it's higher than your average IPA alcohol content, mm-hmm. and it's got a lot for you to chew through, a lot to work through. It's a very complex beer. Yeah. It's like eight bucks for a bomber, and it's a double IPA, so they can make that shit all day long. You know. Yeah, we and you know we didn't we ended up not putting on the podcast, but you know we still had a can of Triple Panic mm-hmm. in the fridge that I I actually really enjoy. I thought Triple Panic is really great. That was great. Yeah. That was um, good. It's a nice surprise. Triple Panic or Left Eye Right Eye? Left Eye Right Eye. It's not even close. Left Eye Right Eye or Left Eye Right Eye Double Dry Hop Dorado? You've already asked me this. I'm regular. I'm regular. regular? Yes. I haven't seen that El Dorado Double Dry Hop for a long time. It doesn't matter. Regular's better. I miss that beer. That was like an old friend. I know. I know you disagree with me. I know you like the El Dorado better. That's fine. If only they made a pineapple Left Eye Right Eye, that would be... Great. Sure. See, you heard it. He said it would be great. We agree. Uh, I, would be, I would try it. <laughs> uh, pineapple sculpt and shitty beer. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not even mad. We, we have another idea for like a cooking episode. And you know pineapple sculpt is going to come up because I've cooked with it before. Just so you know. Yeah, I think cooking with beer is a little overrated. <laughs> and part such little flavor in the beer. It's going to be a um, five minute episode. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Beer Buddies. Uh, cooking with beer sucks. All right, see you later. Bye, guys. Uh, <laughs> Unless it's beer cheese, beer butt chicken, uh, marinades. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But breakfast sausage, you know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, see, stay tuned, guys. <laughs> I think this beer's kicking in. This uh, dump truck of the gods. Thank you, Heather, again, by the way, um, for getting I was, us. Uh, well, Heather's boyfriend. Thank you, yep. Heather's boyfriend. Yeah, mission accomplished. Um, Is Heather listening to the podcast? He, I don't think they just subscribed, but I went to their baby shower and I told him. I was like, hey, dude, mission accomplished. We got trashed. 
He's like, cool, all right, cool, yeah. <laughs> like, no, they were good beers. And yes, we also got trashed. He's like, that's what I wanted to go for. Yeah, fuck that, yeah. <laughs> that's not usually what I go for when I drink the beer. That's why I like beer, not drinking like whiskey or tequila or something like that. I like beer because it's more mellow, but these these beers, he gave me uh, four, four a packs of... A 12% IPA is pretty nuts. Four, four packs of those. Whew. That's what I'm saying. This guy wrecked it, man. I was like, whoo, yeah, that was, that was a fun week. I put a couple in that drawer over there. This is one of them. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's a it's a good beer. Yeah, it's good. I, I think I think he Woo. pulled a Logan. No, oh, bro, you I okay. I do love Logan, and Logan does pick good beer. Also, fuck you, Logan. Um, <laughs> he always picks really awesome beer. I don't he know where picks he finds good he picks beer. Great like beer. Chris, you just overhype it. You overhype Logan's beer choices the way you overhype Hazy Hop Goblin. But I wasn't wrong. You overhyped Hazy Hopgoblin. No, no, I wasn't wrong. We had a podcast about No, no, this. no. That was Intergalactic Hopgoblin. Which one are you talking about? Just the regular Hazy Hopgoblin. No, it, that's a good beer. That's a solid <laughs> Hazy IPA. The original I can recipe. hear Miles' laughter not, now, by the way. Not the... You over... Okay, you do overhype things a lot. You're not, you're not you, saying you're wrong. You don't appreciate them the way that I do. And I get really that excited is about also the correct. That, We're, we, that is also correct. But m- I think the people in our social circle appreciate okay. things more similar to the way I seem to appreciate it. Because mm. Mm. Miles would agree with you that mm. Logan has done a good job. I think he'd agree yeah. with me that he hasn't done as good of a job as you think he's done. I hype. I things. think you also just want Logan to be into beer, and Logan's not into he's beer. He's not. I know, but I don't know how he gets. He has better beer choices than I do, and I'm really into beer. Like when we did the odd. Bro, get the, wrecked! It. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I always have better beer, just like beer choices than me. Yeah, doesn't that like bug you at all? No, no. What did uh, what, 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 what do you think? Him, what did like, you just hear me say? I don't know. I okay. was listening. I said I he doesn't listening. always have better beer choices than I do. Like. He usually does. That's not true. His 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 take homes were good. His growlers were always good. For a guy that doesn't like or drink, beer I'm not much. saying he brings bad stuff. I'm just saying it's not like Logan brings the best beer every time. Just because he brought powdered toast man the same night that we both had powdered toast man doesn't. That's not mean true. You didn't bring he, powdered toast man. I know because I knew not to bring it. Um, but we already had too much. We had two uh, bombers Logan, and Logan's. Uh, we had two growlers and a bomber. But was it two? Okay, so two, two growlers, two growlers and a bomber. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I, to be honest, I actually Ooh. haven't had that beer since that night. Me either. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, Logan's brought good beer. It's There are very few growler gangs where I've been like, Logan brought a better beer than I did. Like, Logan brought beer from the Palms two days after we thought Palms was a shitty brewery. That was really funny. That was really funny. They got slightly better, by the way. They're still. I know we tried it. Way overpriced, but they're better. In any case, yeah. I do think you overhyped Logan's beer selections. He's never gonna hear me say this, and he, Logan, even if he did, he'd forget about it. I but, got your back, Logan. But uh, also, my I hyped them appropriately for my level of hype in here in my in my heart. In your heart, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your heart can be misleading. Sure. <laughs> that's not the argument here. We know that. <laughs> Definitely and that's a humanitarian <laughs> statement. That's not even Chris's. Chris's heart can be misleading. I didn't even Yeah, sometimes we have to call FEMA for how misleading my heart's been. <laughs> <laughs> the level of disaster that's happened. 
I'm just saying. That's oh, not the argument man. here. I'm not going to deny that Cue whatsoever. that, ladies. Let's go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's either an open door or a giant red flag. We don't know. <laughs> Why we got to pick a lane? <laughs> Is it a green flag or red flag? It's a red flag and gas, an open door. You gas hear or me? Break. You hear yeah. me? No. Hmm. Oh. This is this is good. It's good. This is a lot. Yes, it we is. We drank these in the wrong order. I just <laughs> want you to know that now. Yeah. There's no right order to drink this beer, by the way. That's incorrect. Last. This one. Well, yeah, last. But, I mean, I won't say what we I, have next. I'm actually, you know, there are very few times where I'm like, man, I think we fucked this up. The order we drank them in. You think we fucked it up? Completely. Oh, man. I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I think... I just want to do one more can after this. I think yeah. one more can would be, would be good. Yeah. Um, God damn it, dude. Like, I really think we, we fucked it up. Yeah? And I think it's such a no-brainer. Okay. I think... Okay, I think most... I think... I think... Uh, I'm anticipating... Two switches. Mmm. What we do? The, Which of four the, beers is a kind of a big thing. The ranking. When we, well, no, not just the ranking of, of hindsight. When we rank or when we, we reevaluate our life yes. choices of the order. Okay. Um, yes. God, are you going to make me rank these? Um, rank the can. I mean, I guess we have to. We got to do both. We have to do hindsight and hands. Good God. I think we're going to agree on hindsight. And I think it's going to be very interesting on rank. That's oh, going to be a very man. interesting like, one. Like, I don't even... I... I... Mm. I don't even know how. I don't even know how. Well, Asking me... That's right. Rank. You still have... Um, Juiced blackberry quarter, versus tropical torpedo. Dude, no, you got a quarter of a really fucking strong beer and a half another beer to drink before you have to make the decision. I know. So maybe it'll numb the pain by then. Hopefully. You're not ah, betraying feel good about any of the beers. They have no feelings here. I know I do. I have feelings. I know you do, but they don't. You Bro, can, you like can it, be honest it, with the not, beers. It doesn't matter. No, I can't because you know when you mm. catch feelings, it's harder to share them. I guess. Yeah. You know, like, when you decide, ready? Huh. Hold on. Listeners, send us an email, right? Check check me on this. When you catch feelings, like, let's say you have a female friend. That's a big if, but yeah. Hold on. I didn't say if. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say if. Okay. Okay. Let's we're say imagining. you have a female friend, okay. right? We're imagining, right? And you're hanging out. Oh! I don't know if I can answer this. Fuck, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> You have enough life experience to know what I'm saying, at least. True. You're hanging out. True. <laughs> you go on lunch, you're doing fun outings, mm. and then one day you wake up, and you do that thing that a lot of people have done, but for dudes it's a little bit different, where you, you would kind of wake up and you, you do some version of, oh, I'm in trouble. Mm. I'm in it. I don't know when I, I don't know how long I've been in it, mm-hmm. I don't know when I got into it. But man, am I in it. Mm. And most people are like, oh, you should tell her. You're like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not telling her shit. Mm. That's kind of, like, that's what I mean when I'm like, uh, like see, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm like that. I don't think I've ever been like that. Yeah, it's not true. You've been like that. Have um, 
I usually catch feelings before people even know who I am. So that's a whole different. I can't just say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm in it." Who are you? Hi, I'm okay, Chris. well, you okay, doing? well, great. So even so, then, you still don't feel like when I'm like, "You should tell her." You'd be like, "Yeah, fuck that. I'm not doing that." Yeah, I had to first tell her why I know who she is. My what's my name? My name is what business I have being Slim her proximity, and then. By the way, I'm in love with you. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I was in it, but Great. I was in it. Um, you, you put that parking ticket on my car last week, and I just knew. I just knew. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like, good. <laughs> you was really turned it. on, and uh, I really dig the authority. Yeah, um, I'm like a, a woman in uniform, you know? So you can make me... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you can say whatever you want. This is all hypothetical, man. Uh, this is a big ifs. Oh, that's just my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, ready? Yeah, uh, next level go. production value there. Um, oh, we got a horn section now. But uh, <laughs> my right hand, like the David Letterman band just showed up, and uh, <laughs> we know a guy. Um, we know a guy. <laughs> but that's what I mean. When I'm like, oh, you're asking me to pick. I won't. Uh, what if I don't tell the beers what you picked? What if they? But go, I know in my heart what I picked. What if you draw on a piece of paper the beer cans are in a different room? And you just draw on I'm like, papers. bachelor number one. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great time on the beach that one day, but then, you know, bachelor number two, like, took me to dinner. It was really nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate that I not only vibed with what you said, but you also used a Valley Girl accent, and it's yeah. a little confusing. We're this from is really heavy. I understand why you guys are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we had two of these. <laughs> we're just talking. Oh, fuck. Without realizing it. Yeah, I, I hope this episode gets found, because it was great. I got the deep dive into Miles' life, a little bit of personal stuff going on. Uh, for all of you that have been asking Valerie for our personal, <laughs> our personal life. <laughs> Love you, Val. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, it was a cool episode. Actually, so here's something really funny. The episode train wrecked before we even hit the record button. All right. Did I tell you about this? Uh-huh. I did? Maybe I did. I don't know. You guys haven't heard it yet, so I'll tell you. So, Jordan was on his way back. You were doing finals. Miles was doing finals. I was working, you know. It was like the very end of November, first Did part of December. you another episode without me? Yeah, exactly. Of course, you weren't here, so I had to I would do an episode. I was curious, because Miles had just gotten done with his finals. And I had been going over, because he's a homie, and he's battling through his online shit. He's doing electrical engineering online. It's fucking hard. And I would drop over like a four pack of craft beer once in a while. I'd just surprise them. Like, here, man, here's for your homework. Here you go. I'll see you later, you know? Great. I was like, that's a cool present. That's what I would have appreciated if I was doing homework and, you know, like you or Miles stop by. Hey, man, here's a four pack. And that's, you know, hopefully it helps take the, st- the edge off or whatever. He's, yeah. he's got a family too, man. He got stressed out. So <clears throat> I asked him, <laughs> I was like, come on over. Let's record a podcast. I want to test out some new equipment. I want to mm-hmm. talk about some stuff. Right. I was like, okay. Um, I think the very beginning, I was like, okay, so what I wanted to talk to you about is what beer do you drink when you're studying or when you're grinding and doing, like, homework and stuff? Like, what do you, do you have, like, a, a go-to style or anything? You know what he said? He doesn't drink beer when we're sitting. Yeah, he doesn't. I'm like, well, shit, now what are we going to talk me about? Me either. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's just me. If I'm sitting at my computer for hours, I just have a beer. I'm just sitting there sipping, you know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So, <laughs> we had to come up with this other... Other idea for the podcast off the top of you know on my head, and that's when we started talking about you know his experience going through school online, uh, having the family, um, 
we talked about you, you know, a bit, and you know, what you're doing, and the, how different your degree is, and your, your you know... Uh, oh, I mean, I'm like a five-minute yeah. segment. I'm not even... I'm a blip on no, the radar of... The, we, we mentioned you're an honorable mention in your mm-hmm. own podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> but we're just talking about it, you know, just going through stuff. And I think that was, that was something we haven't really done much of. We do try to focus on beer when we're talking about stuff in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So... That's we're just sitting there talking. We're sipping. We had like two of these, and we're like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> oh, like we're in trouble. And this is good. Uh, Dust Bowl Brewing Company. We like Dust Bowl. They make Therapist. They make. Um, there's another one that we like that's really good. It's a good IPA. We've had a couple of their stuff. Why can't I remember their their beers? We don't haven't had them very often. Maybe like I think we had uh, therapist once. Was there an Elk Grove? Are they really? Yeah, I thought they were. Should go West. check them out. I'm down. You know what else? I've heard? I thought they were gonna be in Oklahoma. Yeah. So that right. So um, based on the name, just so everyone kind of understands, yeah. Dust Bowl. But so you know what else is in Elk Grove is Old Town Pizza, which I've heard the Elk Grove location has really really amazing beer taps. And we have to go check it out. Roseville has one of those too. But it's not as good. I've been to the Roseville one. I've had friends that lived in Elk Grove that have shown me the beer list. And it's incredible. Oh. Elk Grove well, I went to the Roseville one. I was actually kind of impressed with the beer selection. It's good. But imagine if it was better. Oh, great. Cool. Not going to fight yeah. you on it. Just standing yeah. up for the Roseville location. Oh, yeah. No, the Roseville location is great. It's, I'm just saying. like I, I've, I try to brag. Like I've been to OTP in Roseville. And they're like, that's not the same, bro. Like, what do you mean it's not the same? They send me pictures every time they like, go. This shit, like, this oh, shit's, okay. it's different. Like, uh, okay. Like, I bet it's, just, yeah, it's not the same. We no, the same. no. Like, I, think, I think they have Campfire Stout Nitro all the time in Elk Grove. Because they're not far from, is it High Water? Is it yeah. Stockton? Mm-hmm. You know, they have all the High Water stuff. They're They've got 30, stuff in the Bay Area. They're 45 minutes away from High Water. Mm-hmm. So... Which, if... That was actually one of the cool things I did this year. I finally went to High Water. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not a big location. So, picture um, Track 7, the Curtis Park location. Okay. Without the, the, the production portion of it. Really small. Yes. Okay. As far as what you can see and walk into, plus the outdoor patio of that Curtis Park tap room. And that's kind of what it looks like for um, high water. Really? That's what you see, at least. I'm sure they have the production facility, and the board is huge. Like, they have, like, 30, 30 beers on draft. Huge variety. 30? Yeah. That's, like, knee-deep level. Yes. That's what, that's what I was about to compare it to. Sort of, like, wow. a knee-deep level tap, tap list. Definitely worth the visit if you're in the Stockton area. All right, so... So yeah, what do we what do we got here, Jordan? You just crack something open. What are you so, pouring? This fourth beer is a beer that's very near and dear to my heart, just because of the story of how I stumbled upon it and decided to get it. Mm-hmm. So this is the. Oh, there's some sediment in Ooh, yours. Of course, in mine. Yeah, well, it's probably peanut butter. Great. Let's hope. <laughs> Or yeast, who knows? I mean, oh no, most sediments in yours. Great, have fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll chew on it. Great, sounds wonderful. I think it's a good plan. 
What is the ABV? So hold up, I'll just. So this is the Golden Nuck and Futs Peanut Blu- Peanut Butter Chocolate Blonde Ale, mm. which is normally in cans an Imperial chocolate stuff, and then if you get it on draft, it's a porter. There were different it's versions. It's not a stout. Ever. Didn't we have different? It's a wait. porter. The Nuck and Futs Imperial Porter is a Imperial Porter. Okay. But what do you think the Nuck and Futs Blonde is? Oh. Nuck and Futs Blonde. 6.7. Seven and a half. Oh, boy. It's for a blonde ale? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty insane. So, this was released during Beer Week. Mm-hmm. Sacramento's Beer Week. Now, I went to the can release... Because they had a blueberry saison. Oh, that was good. Which was really good, right? That was really That's good. That's what I went. Uh, why I went. So I got two four packs of the saison because I practically filled an entire refrigerator full of beer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to the beer tender, like, hey, just fill me in real quick. That peanut butter blonde sounds a little bit odd to me. How good is it? He's like, bro, I'm not gonna lie, it slaps pretty hard. It's like, okay, can I try a sample? Mm. gives me a little sample and I taste the sample and I put the glass and I go fuck dude are you serious He's like oh did you not like it I was like no read me up for two more four packs mm. fuck this shit dude He's like wasn't hey. this when they said they were gonna stop making nothing fuck they altogether? told and he told me he's like yeah you know we actually decided that the imperial porter is too expensive to make and we're now just gonna make the blonde full time which I haven't decided if I'm more excited that they haven't taken Neck and Futs away, the regular one, the mm-hmm. Imperial Porter. Just it came back. And or came, if yeah. I'm more disappointed that they don't make this full time. <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's let's cheers this one. It's been chilling for a bit too, so This is pretty amazing. And to be honest, where I've landed is I'm actually more disappointed that they don't make this full time. Now I had an idea, and after tasting this, I'm I'm bummed that we didn't try it. I thought about trying a half and half. With the regular? With this and juiced blackberry double IPA. What? And doing a blackberry peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, I have one in my fridge. You wanna try it? I don't want to... I don't want to... Let's do this. Let's take a little bit from each one of our cups and pour it into another glass, a small amount. And we'll pour a small amount. I'll crack one up. You know, I'll drink it. I live here. I'll drink it. It's fine. We'll take a like maybe a quarter Yeah, if you want to eat two one. more glasses, that we'll try it. That was my idea. Was I wondered yeah. how good would it be? Oh, Dave. Dave, you would love us right now. We're, we're definitely... Dave from New Glory. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Dave, the mixologist. That's actually... Dave is the reason why you and I kept going to New Glory. Mm-hmm. When he gave us the vanilla birthday suit ale. Yep. Mixed with the Key Lime Goes. We just happened to go in for your week when they released Key Lime Goes. That blew my mind. And we yep. got to give Dave a shout out. Oh, Dave's wonderful. Yeah. Oh. All right. We're going to do... Let's see. I only have... You know what? Let's do this. Get my little tiny 
sniffers out here with many sniffers. And a juice blackberry. Hold on, don't pour it yet. Oh, I can't pour it yet. I dropped it on the floor. It's all shook it up. Okay, great. <laughs> Even better. Uh, so, I'm giving Jordan, so, just so the viewers know here, the, the listeners, the, viewing with your ears, uh, Fort Rock, 4th Anniversary, Rainbow. Rainbow Pony, Rainbow Glass. So, I love that glass. And I'm using the Track 7... Sample cup that we gave my dad. Oh, you're pouring a good chunk there. Am I? Oh, shit. Well, let's do a little bit less. Um, let me see where you're at. I'm, I'm at like probably two ounces, two and a half. Great. So yours is a little bit bigger than mine. So That's this, fine. Okay. Okay. Thanks for acknowledging that. Appreciate that. Um, Your glass is bigger, but it's, it's got rainbows <laughs> and ponies and unicorns on it, so. That's fine. Um, some people like just cause it. Just because I sparkle, just because I'm glowing up, bro. Don't, don't, don't hate. <sighs> yeah. You wish you glowed up like this. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. Cool. You ready to, to test the odds or you want to wait a minute? I'm down. <clears throat> I'm sure you guys all heard the uh, calamity. To the calamity, yep. That's uh, a good word. Good? Great word. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Oh, let, hold up. Let that ride for a minute. Ah, oh, we good. There you go. All right, you get first pour. <clears throat> I'm just gonna pour a little bit at first. I just want to see. It's it's got. A, I'm surprised how much blackberries in this IPA. Like it's got a, a serious amount of blackberry. All right. Ooh, I think this is gonna work. You poured a lot into yours. I'm, I'm almost fifty fifty. Probably about fifty fifty. Ooh. <laughs> no, try this oh. one. Try this one. I poured a little bit heavier. Try that. You might want a little bit of dash in yours. I'm not sure I do. Mm. Mine's a little bit more subtle. Yeah, yours is more peanut butter. Yeah, I don't know. So what's really interesting is we didn't drink this one on our peanut butter episode. And I think this is a better peanut butter and jelly beer than that uh, mead that we had. I do want just a little bit more. I think a little bit more berry. But remember that the the blueberry jam and peanut butter mead that we had that had basically no peanut butter in it. <clears throat> yeah, to me this, this is I can this taste all the flavors. I can taste chocolate, blueberry, balance. That's what I did. You can try it again if you'd like. Yours is a, to me it's a little bit berry heavy. But we can fix that. Um there we go. I like your blend. It worked. It worked really well. This is actually I, I don't regret this at all. This is fantastic. So it's this is pretty another, great. So I guess <clears throat> the peanut so, butter and jelly sandwich. So before we get here, let's talk about our. Um, I guess this is technically a Blondale. It's what really got us into this was the porter version of it. I've always been a fan of this one. Mm -hmm. um, so we, I guess we can talk about Blondales and porter. So if you see, are there are there any go to have to have blonde ales or porters that you see. It's beeline from track seven. Oh, be, so if you if we're going beer shop and say, hey, we got a barbecue and some friends coming over. Oh yeah, and you're gonna grab that off the shelf. Well, and like, beeline yes. is on the list of like if I could get a keg of beeline, I feel good. Like if I was yeah. throwing a Fourth of July party, I got a keg of beeline. I know it's gonna be gone by there the end go. of the party. Okay. 
Um, gone. Uh, Porter's. I'd have to agree on that, by the way. Beeline? Yeah. Beeline's my. F- There's not a lot of blondes that I could find. Uh, we've tried a lot from microbrews that aren't really. I mean, around, I'm just but... also kind of obsessive with the honey blonde style, and Beeline yeah. was the first one that I yeah. had. I think that honeycomb blonde that we had oh, that from was Tavour stupid amount of honey was like absurdly good. I wish we knew what it no, was called. That wasn't from Tavour. That I found that at the Fair Oaks. Um, oh, great! That was just a random. Oh, absurdly good. I don't even remember what it was called. Dude, we it was from, oh, from SoCal. We looked it up from SoCal. We you cracked the can on the table and it smelled like a honeycomb. Yeah, it was pretty insane. <laughs> it was Man. so good. That was good. Whatever that one was. And then... Uh... But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's like Gosh. a I really don't know that there's a blonde that we've gone back to... Other than Beeline, right? Other than Beeline. Beeline's kind of the blonde. What about porters? If you see a porter on the shelf... You feel something a little darker? A little you chocolate. know what I just retried on draft a little <clears throat> bit ago? Black Butte Porter. Black Butte Porter. The goat. The goat the of standards. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah. And they make it in nitro sometimes if you can find it. It's delicious. I just, yesterday, no, two years ago, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know what day I don't you're talking know, I don't about. Know. So. <laughs> for me. This is for me. Sorting through my life. Do you know uh, where you're at, Jordan? What else is new? Yes. Who's the president? Who's Barack Obama? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh... You know, I almost bought a six-pack of, of Black Beat Porter just to have one. Oh, it's It's good. Because um, that's one of my go-tos for porters, too. I just had, at a British pub downtown on Tuesday, I had a British porter hmm. from Brews Overseas. Huh. And it it very clearly used Maris Otter grain in the bill. Okay. It had a toasted like quality about it. Okay. Uh, like Sort of like a gently burnt chocolate quality about it ah. it was very nice I see. or like uh, maybe not burnt but like uh, medium well chocolate so i've got two for you first one is a no-brainer uh chocolate hazelnut porter from heretic oh yeah it's been a minute since i've had that one's good that one's always good if I'm trying to go for a porter... It's not one of my go-tos, actually, but really? that is very good. No, yeah, I'm not hating on it. Okay, I just haven't okay. gone to it. Okay. So, well, so it's fair enough. enough. I, don't, I it. respect it as a go-to, but I just know myself well enough to know I haven't gone to it. Mm. But so, the porter as a style isn't something I typically go to. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I sent you guys, and we have a Growler Gang group text message. When I was flying to Canada, I sent you guys a picture... Of one of the best beer pairings I've ever had. I kind of hate your pairings. I'm not even going to What? Yeah, publicly, I want it on the record. What? Because you don't... You don't put enough thought into both sides of the pairing. Which one? What are you, what are you talking about? What, you gotta, when you paired a pastry stout with gas station cookies. That was you, great. You didn't put enough thought... Into yeah, if it was great with gas station cookies, it would have been amazing with real cookies. I didn't have real cookies. Yeah, you could have waited till you had real cookies. I bought gas station cookies. 
and drank <laughs> I the beer. I hate you so much. I said, this is a good pairing. These taste fantastic together. I mean, okay, our listeners should know, could I'm also better, yeah. very, very particular about pairings. Okay. Yeah, it could have been better. So if you can acknowledge it should have been better, then we probably no, should have been better. You should have been patient. You should have waited for the right thing, bro. To There's go a life home lesson like, there, listeners. Bake Love my own house. cookies from scratch and no, then like, pair them with the beer no, that I randomly bought. But after like work? gas station cookies, come on, bro. That's what I had. I, I know. No, no you just didn't want to wait. I got the beer from the gas station too. <sighs> It tasted good together. That's Tell me those were craft cookies. Was it craft beer? I don't think so. Was it Tinella or something? It was craft know. beer. What was it? I don't remember. It was a pretty bougie mm. porter, though, from what I remember you talking about. Right. Port and gas station, bro. You, we're, we're better than that. No, it's what you chose. Yeah. I chose beer by too. itself. No. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You did a pairing. Fuck you. Yeah, I, well, I'm saying the choice no, of no, beer by you didn't itself. Choose beer by itself. I did. Anyways, I chose the. I, I I object to your your unsupervised pairings. I object to. I feel like you need guidance. So what was pairing. my other pairing that I just talked about when I was in Canada? That I sent you guys, which was you actually airplane amazing. cookies. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't like that either. The biscotti it, cookies that Delta is known for. And they made a biscotti cookie porter. To they they made their pairing of the cookie they put in the beer that they made. They paid someone All to right. make this beer for them. That's fine. That's fine. I can. I'm and fine, I just happened but... to find it because I just happened to be on the airplane to Canada, and they had both the cookies and the cookie porter that they made to match with the cookies. And I said, you know what? That sounds pretty good. I'm gonna try that. And it was really good. I okay. So I hate that much less. <laughs> I just, I'm just sitting in a chair and they're like, hey, do you want these biscotti cookies? I'm like, of course, they're good. Like, hey, how about this porter that we have, this biscotti cookie porter? Sure. His international flight, I get free beer. I'm like, yes. So, like, okay. <laughs> I'm down. It was really good. I, okay, here's the only <laughs> thing I hate about that. And this has more to do, I'll uh, preface this with, this has more to do with personal agenda. You're drinking just the blonde by itself now? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work to this. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. This uh, is this this combo is really good. And I'm going to let it. This has more to do with personal agenda than it does with uh, whether or not the second the first one's a bad pairing. I'm not I'm stand by it. The second one I'll let you have it. <laughs> I don't like uh. as a someone who pairs things. Mm-hmm. I avoid like let's go back to pineapple sculpin. Let's just say, for the sake of discussion, it's a good beer. It's not a shitty beer. Um, <laughs> but if I was like, I'm going to have pineapple sculpin. So I was like, oh, you want a piece of pineapple? I'm like, okay, yeah, of course that pairs well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it pairs well, but I don't know that it's a good pairing. Okay. Now, that has, that's, I'm in murky water. I want to be very clear. But mm-hmm. I think it's more interesting if you can sort of use something that's a little bit more out of the realm. Yeah. To create a different experience. So for example, mm-hmm. this didn't actually happen, but I'll tell you the spirit mm-hmm. of my idea. So uh, the people in my office found out about my donut beer pairing thing that I did for the Growler Gang. Which was fantastic. Yeah, so my best work. For your birthday we did that? Or no, you, no, what? Yes, yes. Well, we brought the, the, no, we had like uh, LED. Yes, LED that was the same the, night. The glow stick glasses, 
glow stick necklaces and glow stick hats and all kinds of stuff. It was very bright, shit. yes. Wow. That was fantastic. You did a great job. Thank you. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, He did not wear his Minnie Mouse ears. That's correct. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a true statement. He said he likes Disney, but he wouldn't wear Minnie Mouse ears. Not Minnie so. Mouse ears, that's correct. I don't like Mickey Mouse either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all about equity here. <laughs> uh, so they asked me to do it, and so I looked at the Krispy Kreme menu, and you guys got kind of the bougie version. Is all those donuts mm-hmm. were actually well, three of those donuts were promo donuts. They were fancy. Yeah. That they don't off, actually offer anymore. But so I picked the donuts off the menu, and this <clears> never <throat> happened because the next morning the person who was picking up the donuts woke up sick and actually couldn't even help me. Oh wow! But one of the donuts I picked was a strawberry donut. Because I picked a banana smoothie sour. Ah. I was interested to see if I could create a strawberry banana texture. Yeah. Between the donut and the beer. And that's more of the... And maybe this is just a me thing. That's more of the type of pairing I'm interested in. Yeah. Where can we create... Between the two elements, can we create a flavor profile? I'm going to... This is such hyperbole, but create a flavor profile that doesn't naturally exist between the two, which mm. just sort of articulates the spirit of what I'm getting at. We're like, can mm. we, it's very, uh, if you watch Ratatouille, this is very much what I'm talking about of like, between like strawberry and cheddar, we're creating this like, we're excavating, if you will, into this, we're terraforming this sort of flavor combination that hasn't been explored yet, at least mm. adequately. And that's, that's something I'm really interested in pairing. It's like biscotti cookies with the biscotti porter. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's probably... They made the porter. They had a biscotti logo on the porter. Like, Yeah, they probably the even used the freaking cookies to... They, they, they did. And I'm like, how can I not... And then I got a second one for free. Great. How can you not... I hate that one less. The gas station cookies is trash. I just bought a beer at the gas station, and I was kind of had the munchies. I'm like, you know what, we go, go with this beer. I'm like, yeah, some chocolate chip cookies. Probably good. Right, I'll grab these for a dollar or whatever. It was a, a pairing of opportunity. That wasn't planned. No, convenience. You misspelled convenience. Sure. Great. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Either, I said either way. Either way. Oh, okay. No, I, I wanted the beer. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of hungry, too. This would go good with the beer. I grabbed it. It was at an PM. Not trying to act like I'm fancy. Great. Now I will tell. Let's let's have a discussion real quick. This peanut butter blonde juice blackberry half and half wiggle mm-hmm. hand half and half that we've come up with to me is the third beer half and half that we've had. That's at least an event. Yeah, I'd give it a, at least a B minus. Hold up. It's gonna be So let's 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 talk real quick. Mm. The new glory pairing. Whereas half and half of oh, birthday was... soup vanilla. Oh that's good. And key lime goes. Uh-huh. And it's vanilla cream pie. Or sorry, key lime pie. With vanilla cream yeah. With whipped cream, sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. there. Um Then we did Kilowatt. Kilowatt. Which was the porter. Was it coconut or was it almond porter? It was a coconut porter with almond, some sort of almond ale. Or almond brown or something like that. 
Because it, so it was coconut porter, but the second beer that was mixed in was almond something. With the Blondale. Almond Blonde? Okay. Something like that. Or it was a pineapple coconut blonde. Okay. And it was an almond porter. So one of the beers had almond, and one had coconut. Great. I don't remember that part, but anyways. Because it was Almond that Joy. Beer. Okay. And then the third is this one. Yeah. Which is a peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Now that you've had all three, rank them. From top to bottom. So I gotta take another sip of the uh, the hybrid here, the abomination beer. So for a beer that I would want to drink a whole pint of, because mm. I'm gonna break it down this way. Okay. I would drink a whole pint of this. This blackberry peanut butter blonde combo. Great. The best beer, I think, was the almond coconut one we had at Kilowatt. Oh. But I don't know if I could drink a whole pint of that. We had like a little tiny, I think we had like a blended sample. It was like two and a half ounces. It was really good. And that was amazing. I'd drink a half pint of that. I could probably also drink a half pint of the key lime vanilla hybrid. But I don't know if that's as good as the coconut almond. I agree with you. But you're upset about it. That this one, I think this one's the best one. Yeah, I could drink a whole pint of this. And I wouldn't even. I'm, I'm pretty like, proud oh, of myself doubt. for this. Um, yeah. Want me to pat you on the shoulder? I was going to, no. Chris is um, patting Jordan on the shoulder I didn't ask you not to. Um, you don't have to ask. You deserve that one. I... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gotcha, uh, bro. <laughs> You didn't have to ask. Like, I told you no. No, you need this. Like, thank you. <laughs> um, I actually do think this is some of my best work. This pairing. Um, yeah. I don't really dig it. What would you pair with this, though? Because I have peanut butter jelly sandwiches over there. You can make. Or, pairing. you could pair Pop-Tarts with this. Uh, I have the wild berry Pop-Tarts. Bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you're laughing, but you're also serious. <laughs> I'm serious because that's what I have in my cupboard. <laughs> that's all I got. I got I what would you more. pair with this? What would you, yeah, what would you pair with I this? I don't beer? think I need to pair anything with it. I paired beers. That's what I paired. I already have a pairing. Mm. I paired two beers. I peanut blonde. Yes. I paired a blackberry IPA with a peanut butter blonde. Like, okay. what food goes with so this? I'm, I'm like, going to tell you. Apparently, Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want ketchup with Pop-Tarts? That's how we roll around here, boy. <laughs> a little southern. So, anyways, what I was going to tell you. <laughs> he said, the guy who lives in Oklahoma. Yeah. So, well, that's, your, that's your peanut butter beer. I know. Oh, he's getting... I'm doing more. Oh, Tell boy. me you don't want more of this pairing. I do. I ran out of peanut Yeah, that's why I didn't understand why you were drinking that first. Oh, sometimes I make bad choices. Anyways, uh, what I was going to say, though, is... Uh, the right balance. I don't okay. remember what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I completely we're lost... We're talking about pairings. Pop-Tarts? Oh, so okay. So, so I, have, I have a food to pair with this. Okay. I don't have it. But my sister made it once, and it was amazing. It was... Quinoa. No. Not that sister. The other sister. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, think like a pastry, like a pastry dough. Okay. Very thin pastry dough. Okay. Wrapped around a small wheel of brie cheese, topped with blackberries and blueberries. 
like a jam almost, but like with real fruit crushed up, baked in the oven to where the pastry was golden brown and the brie cheese was gooey and it had the fruit on top, the blackberry jam poured on the top and you eat it with crackers. And I think that would pair very well with this blackberry. Good for you. I respect that. (coughs) (coughs) That was... That's not intentional, but it's very well timed. That my surprise. <laughs> you saying that? But it's not something I made. So does that count? Because it's yes, someone else I made think it. Okay. You kind of hit on an interesting quality there, though. There's mm. enough. All right, for our listeners, I'm a little bit obsessive <laughs> over pairings. A lot of bit obsessive. If you over couldn't pairings. already tell, um, I don't think they. Kn- I know you've just been there for my talks about pairings. This has not been something I've actively talked about. If you couldn't already tell in the last half an hour, um, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I appreciate the qualifier. Um, so with uh, the pastry dough, there's probably some overlap of grain. Mm-hmm. This is really thin, though. Great. It's really sure. thin. And yeah. so the bready quality of the beer is going to over. It's going to map onto that. There's going to mm-hmm. be some overlap there. The peanut the, butter of the beer is going to stand out. There's nothing to pair with the peanut butter. Um, well, even it's the peanut butter, the peanut butter blonde in of itself would actually <clears> pair <throat> really well with what you're talking about. I think okay. it'd pair better mm. than like the juice blackberry. Like with the blackberries and the blueberries, I don't know that the juice blackberry takes away from it. I don't think it helps the pairing either. Mm. Um, and so if it doesn't move okay. the needle wise there, it's kind of my philosophy. But that doesn't mean it shouldn't be there. But then even the cheese is a really interesting play. This is brie cheese. It's not one of your more bitter cheeses, right? Added the, the pastry and the fruit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I think that's... It's interesting. I, yeah. I don't know... You know, full transparency moment. I don't know that it would be a great pairing. I'm confident it wouldn't <clears throat> be a bad one. Because if the brie cheese is going to pair well with the... Like pretty much what we're asking is the is the the mild portion of the peanut butter going to substantially contrast in a negative way the brie cheese and like on the surface yes peanut butter and brie cheese aren't going to go well together but considering the rest of the overlap mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be problematic. Well, the peanut butter when you mix these two together is way less pronounced. It's very subtle. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And maybe the saying, brie yeah. cheese will be a little bit more so. And so, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, sure, great. I think there's mm. there's something to be said for that. I think that's not a bad idea. That Rachel, by the way, that was fantastic. <clears throat> great. Does she actually listen to the podcast? No, she doesn't, but that great. was a great recipe. Cool. It was amazing. Great. Also, good job. Um, <laughs> she also made those Oreo cookies. That those are, are good. Those are very good. She's a good cook. I also love, like, the way Miles loves IPAs. The way I that's the way I love cookies. So really bitter, and uh, not barrel aged. No. Miles loves IPAs unconditionally, Does whether he? they are bitter or not. Does he? Yes. Mm. Yeah, ask him. Miles will tell you, or he's mm. a liar because that's what he's told me. Mm. Um. Okay, so your cookies don't have to be bitter, but they cannot be barrel aged. Correct. Actually, maybe not. Um, uh, There's some cookie dough aged in a Kentucky bourbon barrel for two years. I'd probably dig it, not gonna lie. You'd probably eat the whole thing. Bro, I've eaten cookie dough in my sleep. Like, I'm not even repeatedly eating cookie dough in my sleep. No, love cookies. My favorite thing. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. 
someone if someone's like, "Hey, I baked you a bunch of cookies," I'm like, "Wait, what's what's your name?" <laughs> mm. Hmm. There you go. Uh, there's any special lady. <laughs> oh, you want me to announce it on the podcast? No, may or may not be listening that knows Jordan in any capacity that may know now that he likes cookies, you should bake him some cookies. Okay, fine. That was pretty vague. Um, <laughs> I'm dating. <laughs> you want me to edit this out? Or what? <laughs> no, I don't care, actually. she She's not a secret. And she also doesn't subscribe to She doesn't subscribe to the podcast yet. No one does. <laughs> yeah. No, she actually, uh, even when we were friends, when I so I've been traveling back and forth between California and Oklahoma, not just because I live in California and work in Oklahoma, I've been working mm-hmm. in both at the same time. I'm currently the percussion faculty member at CSU Sacramento. Mm-hmm. On my trips, while we were friends, when I was traveling out of town, she'd actually bring me a bag of cookies. Really? She would, yes. And say, hey, these are for the road. And now that we're dating... She stopped. No. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Um, two bags of cookies. Yeah, actually, yes. This and last trip, she gave me two bags of cookies. And tea. And tea, yes. Mm. I think the two bags of cookies was a guess, if I'm being honest. But yes. That was <laughs> So, <clears throat> yeah, you can polish the rest of that off. I was going to say, I'm not trying to get super, you don't want, uh, well, I'm no, I'm going to get this. So, not to get super into your personal life, but it's very exciting. Yep. And uh, if she does subscribe, let me know so we can start editing out your <laughs> sections of the, the podcast. Like oh, Miles I and mean, uh, you don't, so. never mind, that's the running joke, I guess. You don't actually, never mind. Um, Alright, so while we're kind of finishing the rest of this. Mm. Uh, I left some in the can. You said not to, so you sure? You can talk. There's like like this much. Tell me off. That's it. There you go. A little bit. So I have the cans currently in the order we drank them. Oh, that's right. Actually, so we have juice blackberry, tropical torpedo, dump truck of the gods, Mm -hmm. and nut confuts in that order. Okay. Sock hindsight. What order would you drink them in? Now that you've had all four. I don't know, man. I, I think your blend... Ah, this is where it gets really confusing. I think your blend of Nuck and Futz Blonde and a Blackberry Juice Double is fantastic. Which makes me want to put Nuck and Futz first. Okay. But then I would want to go halfway and then halfway into like a mixed Juice Blackberry. And then Juice Blackberry and then Torpedo and then Dump Truck of the Gods. So this... Number one. <clears throat> However, if you can cut the cans in half and put half the cans and stack, you know, one half here and a whole can here, and then a half can here, and then two whole cans. So the stack it, is a whole can. Very but... interesting. Well, it's a half and half blend of blackberry. So and you'd so. want to go first nuck and futs, and then half and half, and then just juice blackberry. That would be a fantastic transition into torpedo, and then into dump truck of the guts. Okay, so with these four cans as they are. I actually want to do this. Really? Get correct. Scandalous. No, no. Mm. I think it's sensible. So what did you just do? I changed Tropical Torpedo and Juice Blackberry. So what's the order? Nuck and Futs, Tropical Torpedo, Juice Blackberry, Dump Truck of the Gods. Now the pairing, I agree with you. 
Yeah. In the, the scope of understanding the pairing, I agree with you. But if you forget the pairing. If you forget the pairing, I think you're just uh, talking beer. I think this is the order you drink them in. I agree. I, I agree. But if you think it's about just... the pairing, I would also be interested mm. to try Tropical Torpedo in the, <laughs> with this oh, as well. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, Come on, I, 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 I withheld uh, that information. I, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Tropical Torpedo would have been as nearly as good as this is. Mm. I do think with the context of the pairing that you got it right. Now... Good God. Rank the cans. So, so we agree on the straight behind sight. We agree. Yeah, in both contexts. With the pairing, we okay. agree. Without the pairing, we agree. Yeah. So, then I guess the question is, right? You Now you're talking about ranking. Straight up what ranking. Is, of the four beers, what is the best beer you've had tonight? I'm trying to eliminate nostalgia. So... We did a whole episode on this because this is one of my favorite beer styles. Is this peanut butter beer? Mm-hmm. I think Nuck and Futz Blonde might be my favorite from tonight. Okay, so I'm gonna put that. I don't know if the, in the front we're gonna reverse the order. Um, I think my number two is Juice Blackberry. Great. Number three, Dump Truck of the Gods. Number four, Torpedo. I know. It's kind of a mindfuck. It's kind of a mindfuck, right? So we're talking about, you know, your favorites. I would always buy this. I don't know if I'd always buy Nuggin Futz Blonde over Juice Blackberry. That'd be tough. These two are number one, too. But I would definitely buy Juice Blackberry instead of this Dump Truck of the Gods. Okay. I would definitely buy this instead of Torpedo. Yeah. I would probably buy Dump Truck of the Gods over Torpedo because of the complexity. The, okay, hold on. And, wait, 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 wait. Is the, con- is the question, what would you buy? Or is the question, what is the best beer? <clears throat> I think the best beer, and with you and I, the whole context of this episode, with all the beers we've tried, it has to be a really good beer if we go back to it over and over again. So if I, you had to choose one beer out of these four... For me, it would be the Nuck and Futs. Okay, so if I'm so okay, hold on. That's different than what's the yeah. best beer. The question for this episode is: Am I ranking the cans based on what I would choose if I was choosing beer in a liquor store? Yeah, out of these four, which one's the best? No, no, no that's a different question. Well, you get to you get to take one home. So which one are you taking home? Okay, so we're slow. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, now, here's what I think about the number one. First of all, you and I both have Nuck and Fats Blonde number one. Mm-hmm. That's just a solid beer, It's man. amazing. But I think if it was more readily available, I think we'd have different answers. If we were more used to it. Yes. Okay. It's more novel. Fair enough. That's what I think. Okay. That's why. I don't disagree with it being number one, though. <clears throat> of the four beers we had, this was my favorite one. And then you add a little bit of Juice Blackberry to it. It's amazing. Good God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. These are number one and two for me. It was not even a question. So I put so. Juice Blackberry and Tropical Torpedo in the same category because I think they fill the same role of our drinking experience. Mm. That's why they're stacked on top of each other yes. for the listeners at home. Yes. Uh, so there's this a tie for second of, place. This dumb truck of the gods 
to be honest, I could probably make a case that it's the best beer. Oh, for quality? Like brew quality? Sure. And the fact that you uh, made an 11.7 beer that doesn't have the <clears throat> substantial off flavors and mm-hmm. like a good yeah. god. Like, yeah. Good for That you. was a crushable mega IPA, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like wow. Um, yeah, that was insane. Like we're talking about like metric breaking type of beer. Yeah. I also don't want to drink that every night. I don't like if this was in a four pack. Like, good God, mm. I don't want this in a four pack. I don't. Yeah. And that's kind of what I use is like any of these beers, except for Dump Truck. I like I want in a four pack. Peanut butter blonde, yes, four pack. Give it to me. Let's go. Yep. Tropical Torpedo, you can give it to me in a six pack, maybe even twelve pack. Let's go. Same with Juice Blackberry, six oh, yeah. pack, maybe even twelve pack. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Dump truck, I'm like, I want probably two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree with that. Uh, I had a hard time ranking Tropical Torpedo and Juice Blackberry next to each other. Uh, this is probably the hardest ranking we've ever done. Yeah. On this podcast, but keep in mind, Tropical Torpedo is something we get all the time now. Right. If we had Juice Blackberry all the time, <clears throat> would we feel different? And that's kind of where right? I was heading. Like that's why I so think, like butter. as far as like the roles of what we drink, like if we wanted like a fruity, a fruity IPA ish <clears throat> kind of thing going, yeah. like Juice Blackberry and Tropical Torpedo are comparable to me. Mm. And even in the the nostalgia factor, they both serve pretty similar roles. Mm-hmm. That these are these are both gateway beers to me. Yeah. Like, so if someone was living in like Mississippi, mm. and they're like, "Hey, what kind of IPA should I try?" I would actually, and I've told people this living in the Midwest. Hey, if you can find Tropical Torpedo, try it. Oh yeah, definitely. So I have another fun question for you that I wanted to ask, and uh, I don't know if it was. It depends on the order asking it before or after we did the ranking in hindsight. But <clears throat> we have four beers here. Okay. One of them is new. So I'm probably going to say we're going to disregard that beer. Okay. My question is, of your top five beers that you will always fall back on. Okay. No matter where you're at, how you're feeling, there's, there's some beers, I, I feel this way too, where if I'm putting a four pack together... I see it on the shelf. I'm going to grab a can. Uh, what are your top five all-time, if you're putting together your favorite four-pack of your classics, and then how many of those beers are on the table right now? Of the classics. <clears throat> so so, so like we're not talking about, like, we're going to... You and I do this a lot, where we go out and buy a four-pack of really crazy new shit, whatever. We'll go to a bottle shop and say, hey, we haven't had this before, I haven't had this before, whatever. But, like... So things I'd probably find in cans. Find in cans, yep. Okay, so that takes like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale off the table. They make they it in cans. Well, do they make 16-ounce cans of that? Okay. And 19-ounce and cans. Okay, cool. You can find them. Um, and it's not just four favorite beers. Because like Track 7's Honeydew doesn't count. No, because that was made like once. Once, right. So, right. Uh, so what I'm saying, like if you could pick... I guess, I guess this is where where it gets tricky, right? Because now we're not really talking about the the microbrew model, right? It's like, sure. What are your five, your top five old faithfuls? You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm saying. I guess they do have to be standards. 
Because for me, Juice Blackberry and Tor- Torpedo are two of the two of the five. faithfuls. Yeah, yep. same. So is Pale Actually, Ale. So is Pale Ale. Goose Island. Yep. Which it's not on the table. It's three feet away in a box. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> With not just one, but like twelve bottles. Yeah, we, we just <laughs> same in we my closet. A, yeah, we we have a serious inventory. And like there are beer. There's there's beer events in our life. Black Friday is a beer holiday for us. Like we gotta yeah. go. Like my mom was talking about going to get a Christmas tree. I was like, wait, I need to go to I need to go to, to Total Wine with Chris. And we rescheduled uh-huh. getting a Christmas tree. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Did I send you that picture though? Was ironically this year, all the variants are still available. Last year we went and it, people clean house, which so. most years people go and clean house. But uh, which I think the variants this year were a little. To be better. honest, probably Beeline. You think so? Last year's were better. Well, no, 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 hold up. No, wait, what? Oh, Beeline, Blondale. Yes. These two. Uh, I think you're right. Juice Blackberry okay. and Tropical Torpedo are certainly two Sorry. of my old faithfuls. Like these. <laughs> when you said these, Beeline, I thought you were talking about the, the, the B-League variants. Mate or Left Eye, Right Eye. So, left Eye, Right Eye is probably in there, man. So Juice Blackberry has to be in there. I get it every time mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to say no if someone hands you a tropical torpedo or if you see it, you know. Gosh. You're going camping, you see, uh, you know, And between six Sierra pints. Nevada, Sierra Nevada Pale and Sierra Nevada Tropical Torpedo, mm-hmm. Track 7's Beeline, yep. Left Eye, Right Eye, and Goose Island. To be honest, those are my, like, I know we had to pick five, six. Those are my six. Like, there is not yeah. another beer. I feel pretty confident in this. Agreed. There's not another beer that I consistently turn to. I, I, will, mm. I will extend it by one. Without muddying the water too much. I'll extend it one more. Track 7 Panic is now nope. in cans. No? Great. I, so you would panic. have those six over? Hands down. Over Panic. Okay. Every time. Okay. I will go for left eye right or beeline over Panic every time. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm the same. So, yeah. Um, panic is a great... I mean, Track 7 is my favorite brewery. I'm totally there for the, an honorable mention, but uh, I can't... I feel pretty confident. I cannot. It's really hard. Maybe I'd bump out Beeline for. Um, maybe I'd bump out Beeline. I'm not bumping Goose. I'm not bumping Juiced Blackberry. I would potentially be willing to bump. For Hazy Hobgoblin. We all know that's what you're going to say. No. <laughs> um, I'd be willing to bump Tropical Torpedo for, um, or am I? I don't know. So this is what's so hard about this is like, uh, Beeline is my favorite blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, Tropical Torpedo is my favorite IPA. Yeah. Now, Left Eye Right Eye is my favorite double but juiced blackberry has a novelty I'm not willing to throw out. Yeah. Yeah. Goose Island is my favorite. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is my favorite pale ale. Yeah. I know you're actually a monkey knife fight guy. Yeah. Um, and you can get that year round. So why is it that Sierra Nevada made it in there actually? Now Let's talk you about can that. get monkey knife fight year round. Actually, what's really interesting is that monkey knife fight they started making variants. Oh. Really? And 
Yeah, but I thought we tried them. Didn't no. we try them? I haven't so, had any monkey knife. I've had regular monkey knife. Fat. Well, shit. I thought I I had a four pack. I thought I gave it to you. So it was monkey knife fight regular pale ale, uh, monkey knife fight IPA, monkey knife fight hazy IPA, then monkey knife fight double IPA. And there's Interesting. All different variants they made. The hazy IPA version of monkey knife fight is the best. Oh. It's an orange can. If you see it, grab it. It's pretty good. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think that one for some reason that skewed my. Okay, Rubicon Monkey Knife Fight or Tower Monkey Knife Fight? Well, Rubicon Monkey Knife Fight, I really liked. Supposedly, it's the same recipe, recipe, but... but different brewer. <laughs> Tower, regular Monkey Knife Fight, I don't like as much as... Okay, as, yeah. Tower Hazy Monkey Knife Fight, Rubicon Paleo Monkey Knife Tower Fight. Tower Hazy. Oh. It's... No, Jordan, it's a whole different animal. I don't know how they did it, but it's a good beer. It's a different beer, and it's really good. You have to try it. I'll, I'll find some. And we'll, we'll try it. Dope. But those six, those six I feel pretty confident in. Yeah. There's two Sierra Nevadas, two Track 7s, a Goose, and Juice Blackberry. Yeah. I, like, I have to have it at six. Like, even though Left Eye, Right Eye is my favorite double, I stand by it. I really do mean it. Mm-hmm. I can't, that's like, Juice Blackberry has to be in there as far as, like, tried and true, old, faithful. Like, that's my, like... That's the thing is like left eye right eye is if you're trying to have a standard double, like one of the best, if not the best, you can have. Well, I was gonna say like, but in most like, cases, I'm probably gonna pick a left eye right eye over almost anything else. I'd pick it over top tropical torpedo, and I depending on how I feel that day, I might even pick it over juice blackberry. I agree, but also to to not have, and this is why it's a top six, to not have Juice Blackberry or Tropical Torpedo in my mm-hmm. top five just doesn't feel right. Excuse me. Yeah, it's, I agree. That's why it's like, I'm going to make it a six. But that's why when I saw Juice Blackberry for the first time in like a year and a half on a shelf. I, I got it. Yeah, you got it. All you the four it. packs that they had in the store. I had to. And like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale to me has to be there. I mean, I'd be willing, to be honest, maybe I'm willing to cut out Beeline and I just have three IPAs in my top five. Like, I would be willing uh, if I had to, but like, like Beeline, like Beeline is a gateway to me. Tropical Torpedo is a gateway. Juice Blackberry is a gateway, but... The shoots, Black Beat Porter? Is it a gateway for dark beers? No. No? What do we use? I mean, for so okay, yes, but it's not like Guinness is more of a gateway. For well, okay, dark also beer, yes, but, but also I haven't I haven't had a ton of experience trying to get, like people. Very few people uh, like I want to get into dark beers. Mm. Or people like I don't really like stouts. I'm very rarely like. Okay, who's one person you felt like? They're like I don't like stouts. You're like oh I need to get you into stouts. Hmm, there's been a couple people. Miles was one of them, but that didn't go very well. Yeah, Miles ruined so, the vacuum through that endeavor. Yeah, almost Love ruined Miles. Christmas. Uh, <laughs> almost ruined Christmas. <laughs> I, I ruined a beer glass that night. <laughs> you broke a beer glass. I ruined it. Let's, let's, let's just I say pissed I ruined off it. your sister. It was a great night. Oh, <laughs> man, that was a festive night. Holy shit. It's probably the most eventful game we've ever had. Chris oh. broke a glass, Miles were in the vacuum, and Jordan pissed <laughs> off Chris's sister. And a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We went out to get vacuum. <laughs> one pissed off sister, one broke. 
<laughs> One stinky Christmas tree. <laughs> Three drunk. <laughs> we might have to have Miles on for one time just to recap that story. That was like our first adventure into barrel aged beers, wasn't it? Because we had a whole bunch of dark shit. We had a, uh, we had a goose island that night, didn't we? Uh, that was and then new. we had rolling we thunder. Have a goose island that night. Didn't we have rolling thunder? That was a growler gang. That was Miles's first growler gang. Was it really? Yes. So it was before yes. all this shit. No, no. Yes. So we drank so we had the, a all growler... the take homes before everyone went home. I remember no. that. No. No. Miles left his take home in the Uber that took him home. <laughs> oh, that's right. And I never took my take home home. <laughs> <laughs> I drove, which now that I think about it, might have been a very irresponsible decision. I remember no. feeling fine, but we maybe drank, I was not. We drank two of the take-homes, because we split it three ways. I remember that. Are you sure? So here's what I remember. We had two Growler Gangs with maybe, you, me, and Logan. Maybe we drank Logan's. <laughs> so, oh... <laughs> So, <laughs> sorry, Logan. <laughs> um, we had two growler gangs oh, with man. just you, me, and Logan. The first one was where Logan brought a tall bottle of Nuck and Futs, mm. which was my growler, and then a six pack of Sidecar from Sierra Nevada. That's right. The when I first came out with Sidecar. Yes. Yes. After, yes. So, and then the next growler gang was when you you brought a new. I'm pretty sure it was a New Glory Blonde. Was it? Yes, almost certain. Was it the second or third one? Because we, we had second. a bunch of powdered toast, man. And then the second was where Logan and I each brought... And, you, so you and brought, I brought a bottle. You brought a tall bottle That's of powdered right. toast, man, in addition to the bo- uh, to a growler of New Glory Blonde. <laughs> yes. And then Logan and I each brought a growler of powdered toast, man. Oh. Which is, and then my take home that time was the Stone Collab... It was a Neapolitan stout. That was, that was the very really first good. take home. That was really good. It was really cool. And then the next Growler gang, Logan couldn't make it, and Miles wanted in. And we had a campfire in my backyard. We had a campfire in your backyard. Oh. And then I did a stout from Knee Deep that was very hefty. Eight or nine percent. Yeah. And then Miles did the barrel aged caramel super stout that was like oh that's right 14%. from out of bounds yeah. yeah I don't remember what it's you out of, did it's out of bounds I I brought what the hell did I bring I brought something I brought something like um, and we did two tag homes yeah I remember your sister said some dumb shit that really upset me and I was just like next level salty with her mm-hmm. um, and we were super choiced. I wasn't sure. No, that was no. in the middle of the first growler. That was just me being mad. Um, oh, okay. I remember at one point, I had my I had two of them. I only have one now. The Track Seven Sniffer Limited Edition Sniffers. Drop one. I had two. No, I had two, and I had poured some beer into one of them, and someone else was using the other one, or it was in the cupboard. I can't remember. But I had one of them in my hand. I held it and I took a picture with the campfire. I said, this is such a nice night. And I had a picture of it on my phone. <laughs> Dropped it. <laughs> and I t- grabbed the glass, the bold part of the glass from the top, and it had some beer like on the side of it from when we poured it. So I was holding it by the stem before. So now I grabbed it from the top, the bold part, and I went to set it down, and the beer slid the glass out of my hand, and it dropped onto the concrete and broke. Yeah. That was really sad. Miles left that beer in his Uber. So his Uber driver had a nice, a nice present. And then he left the rest of the beer 
on his front room <laughs> carpet. <laughs> yes. That's gotta be a crappy night. Under <laughs> the Christmas tree. And ruined a vacuum. Puked up your evening and wrecked a vacuum. But that we gotta get him on here for that story. That's one of the best stories. But I think, you know, kind of what you actually asked, what the question you sort mm. of answered was not in any particular order, but what are our top six beers? What are our go to's? As far you know? as go-tos, what are our top six beers? And I think three of them are on the table. One of them is in a box next to the table. Okay, cool. So two of them are on the table. One, three of them are three near the, the table. Three on the table. Two on the table. Two. One That's near right. the table. And then Pale Ale. Uh, beeline. Nuck and Futs. And... Re- so regular... Oh, so beeline. Beeline, you're right. Yeah, Nuck not and Futs is on the table. Yeah. Um, but the breweries are on the table. Yeah. Two Track 7, two Sierra Nevada, Out of Bounds, and a Goose Island. Two Track 7? Beeline. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sierra, Sorry. And then Pale Ale and Tropical Torpedo, both I, Sierra Nevada. I, I forgot to imagine. Those breweries. <laughs> I was like, I see one. Both are on the table. Both breweries are on the table. They are. Track 7 and Sierra Nevada. I think the beer's catching up to me. That's all and I'm saying. And then all of the breweries are in the room. They are. They are. Interesting. I do, you know, I do feel compelled to put some respect on uh, Dump Trunk of the Gods. It's just... it did. I think it lost a little bit of nostalgia. It's also... It's a very specific thing. You know, like, you gotta be ready to get fucked up for that kind of beer. So, can I... Can I pose something to you that you might not agree with but I want you to well, ponder go for it pair the, I'm just <laughs> no 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 um, in the same way that left eye right eye accomplishes a complex but very subtle stacking of the hops in a higher ABV but crushable fashion I think this and I, I think it's a, it's a mega IPA but we can call it a quad IPA with the hops that it has in it, accomplishes a similar feat. Sure. I, in a really I would subtle agree. way. I would agree. I don't disagree with that. I think this is comparable to the way people felt about Hoptologist mm. back in 2012. Nah. But, the but is, I don't think the beer scene is is as eager to embrace this kind of beer as it used to be. So, I, I like your hoptologist reference, and I would argue that this is probably more on the side of Planet of the Elder than hoptologist. Because Planet of the oh, Elder... I completely disagree. Planet of the Elder is a very, very smooth double IPA. Mm-hmm. And hoptologist is a very, very punch-in-the-face, crazy double IPA. Okay, so where I'm kind of coming from is I feel like Hoptologist, sort of. You know, I understand your your perspective. Mm. I definitely understand it. I feel like when Hoptologist came out, it sort of. Plenty of the and here's my point. Kind of this is why I think maybe the Hoptologist thing carries weight. No one really gives a fuck about Hoptologist anymore. This beer, yeah. no one, no one really gives a fuck about this beer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if it was really Pliny the Elder, like everyone still cares about Pliny. I think Pliny is way overrated. It's really well marketed. 
Yeah, I think this beer is well made. I'm not. I'm not sold yeah. on the fact that like Pliny's well made, but it's not nearly worth the hype. This beer should be overhyped. Yes, and I feel like Hoptologist should probably be a little bit more hyped than it is. I agree. Maybe yeah. not as hyped as it was. I feel like it kind of faded, yeah. and I don't know that that's fair. But in any case, I think we're saying well, similar things. But well, yeah, I guess the problem is with Hoptologist. When you look at Hoptologist, you think knee deep. And they have all kinds of triples, and they have a couple of quads. And so it gets overshadowed by its own brewery. Okay. Right? So maybe that's part of it. But this, this is like, like the left eye right eye effect, where it's really, really balanced, really well-flavored, really well-made, but it happens to be a quad IPA. But if I told you it was just a double... And you didn't know anything about the can. You didn't read the label. Didn't know the ABV, all that stuff. You you might think it was a strong double. Right? Yeah, it's very smooth. I'd probably I would probably put it in the triple category. Yeah, you could. And you feel could, like a really boozy double. Yeah, it's a boozy double. It's a good exp- good way to describe it, right? But a quad, almost twelve percent. Like there's no. You would way. never guess. There's no way. You would never guess that shit. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I I'm not putting it on the same. Par as left that right eye, but I think they accomplished the same task in a way that Pliny the Elder couldn't. Okay, I vibe with that. All right. So Pliny the Elder was marketed to be this really crazy double, but really it's 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 just a West Coast double. It's it's not super crazy. If we were to you know drink it, we're like okay, this is good. But if you drank left that right eye, which is also a West Coast double or an American double. You'd be like, holy shit, this is so much better. Yeah. So, that, that was my point. Yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting that these two beers, this, well, left, not with these two. So, this, uh, you know, Jump Star of the Gods, even though it's more probably of a quad, I would more put it in the camp of Left Eye, Right Eye. And then on the edge of the woods is Planet of the Elder. Okay. Versus Hoptologist. Hoptologist is like being slapped in the face. Sure. Right? But I think you're right. I agree with you. I think there's some marketing involved that has changed the landscape a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree. So, that's all I was saying. So, no, I vibe. I get it. Now, probably the next episode we're going to do oh. is we, we finally have a number one contender. Oh, so we think. So we think. Oh, well, we've had a couple of contenders in the past. Well, I guess, okay, cool. So my, my response to that was, so we thought. So we thought. And, and so, he, now, he, I think this this is the most formidable contender. Mm. You know, like, New Glory's Infinite Void, the Barrel Age Infinite Void. The I think, vanilla one was good. I think, I think... I tried the maple one I think one New Glory's good. Infinite Void has probably come close. The Barrel so, Age, The BA Infinite Void has probably come close to 2016 ah, Goose. The, we had two different versions. One, the first one that we had was Elijah Craig Barrels. Okay. The second one we had was Four Roses, which we had right. some Four Roses with. So they changed their barrels up. This one, this one is also Elijah Craig Barrels. So, we have Goose Island 2021 Reserve. Double-barreled. Double-barreled. Now, Mm. we'll see how it stacks up to 2016. That's right. We're cracking up into 16 Goose, the goat. 
the goat. It's gotta come out. And I can delete the goat out. I'm uh, no, I kind of, I kind of dig it. Um, Miles is a really good goat. We should just call him really quick and. Um. That used to no, be my text cool. tone. Love you, Miles. Fuck you, Logan. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miles's goat noise used to be my text alert tone. When I, I remember related. we were in a band together. That was amazing. I I'm actually nervous that something's gonna unseat 2016 gifts. We got we got what. Um, no, imagine having multiple bottles of the second best beer you've ever had. You know, I just feel kind well, of stupid. Who makes Cytel? Is that Great Basin? Great Basin. That's just, uh, great. We got I'm not great. worried about that. You're not worried about that one? I think they might make a more complex beer. I don't. I'm not uh, worried they might make a better. Beer. Okay, so so I guess this is also for our listeners that have been asking how how they can drink along, Valerie. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we can, if you buy a 2017 Bravo. <laughs> She buy a 427 side tail, a um, 2020 or 2016 goose, a 2021 goose. Are we gonna throw 2021 goose reserve? Are we, we're not doing a regular. No, good God, no. Uh, yeah, if you can find a 2021 goose double barrel reserve. Well, if you can find any, good luck. A 2017 yeah. Bravo. <laughs> you'll drink with us. <laughs> a, a 2016 goose. A 2018 side tail 427. 2018 site. That one you could buy off me. I, I have one, and Jordan has a couple. So. I have one. We each have one. Okay, so there's two in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a 26, or 2021 Goose Double Barrel. Good luck finding that. We finally found a Goose Reserve for the first time in our lives. In two years. That's the contender. I, I found Goose one. Double Barrel. That was the only one I found of in all the bottle years shops. of searching. Yes. And that's like the most we've ever paid. Well, you've ever paid, but the most that we've we've ever thought about paying for a bottle of beer until we buy Utopia. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think this double barrel thing, like I'm worried about. Oh boy. Here's the question. Here's the wormhole, or the, the I guess the can of worms, not the wormhole. Can of worms that'll be opened is if this double barrel Elijah Craig Goose Island Reserve is better than 2016 Goose, how good is it when it's aged? And how do we find a bottle that is aged? Um, we I don't think, know and we don't know. Yeah, I think there were five in Sacramento this year for Black Friday, and we got one of them. So. Great. I don't <laughs> right like how how do we navigate that if that ends up being what what happens like if we think it's better than twenty sixteen goose okay cool it beat a five year old variant of Goose Island and we'll only have the twenty sixteen goose for a short time and we only have one of this double barrel so so how do we it's it's the king this year if it ends up being the king but then where do we go from there nowhere. I still have two more bottles of 2016 to drink through. That's right. Well, your graduation. And your graduation. My, gra- <laughs> my graduation. We got, a, we got a flight somewhere. Um, well, my I'm graduation on... slash the vertical will be in a year. Oh, boy. that'd be. Fu- we'll, we'll just do a live podcast at your It'll graduation party. It'll be 16, party. 17, 19, 20, 21, and That's 22. Right. 18 sucks. It'll be, but, 18 uh, sucks. It'll be the first six-year vertical we've attempted. And we'll do it at your graduation party with your family around. No, nope. we'll, we'll just live cast it. No. We'll just, uh, <laughs> we'll just get trashed. Hey, Grandma, have some beer. 
Good God. <laughs> well, that's at least what you have to look forward to. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I'm it's excited. That'll come out uh, shortly after this one. But <laughs> other than that, uh, anything else you got? Yeah, don't don't put a timestamp on this because I'm <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with these podcasts already. So we'll we'll get them out when we get them out. I'll, I'll try my best, but yeah. No, hopefully cool. you guys like the new intro. You like the new audio quality. You like some of the new topics. You like the discussions we're having with some of the old beers, some of the new beer. Yeah. Hopefully it's good. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. No, I dig it. It's a it's a good direction. Uh, season two's <laughs> off on a in a good direction, but uh, yeah. yeah. And that, uh, cheers, and you'll hear from us soon.